just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 50 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 5, Run Girls, Time to Get Your Body Wet. Run Girl, Gonna Make Your Body Sweat. A multitude of casualties. Keeping up the appearances. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. Gonna have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're gonna be rough. What is that? Is that a like, crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's gonna do it for you. Karen! Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the Asna's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do you plan to start living? Hello, mate. Hello, guys. How you doing, Boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 5, A Multitude of Casualties. Dom, we are here, and as per the rules of the new format of the podcast for the first two thirds we are alone my friend how are you i am good yeah happy happy to be in podland happy to be talking to you happy to see your face from a virtual distance it's wonderful everything is wonderful everything is good i am happy how are you my friend my very good friend what (laughs) what (laughs) what If I was a very bad friend, would you tell me? I'd just be like, how are you? <laughs> Not even that. You know, it's just like closed off answers. You know, if you don't really want to talk to someone and they ask you questions. Hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> Get fucked. 
or the dreaded blue tick. Just oh. just a blue WhatsApp tick. No reply. Nothing. Blue tick of death. <laughs> Is WhatsApp American listeners, Australian listeners, Canadian listeners, international listeners. Is WhatsApp everywhere? Are you all using WhatsApp? Is this I'm assuming it is, but it's it's owned by Facebook, so it must be. Mm. It's a Facebook product, isn't it? Same as Instagram. So it must be. It might it might just be not as used in certain places is it? It's like everyone uses it here. Pretty much, Mm. right? Yeah, I don't no one sends text messages. Right? Pretty much, basically. Basically. It's just easier. It's just, you know, standard. But yeah. But yes, no, everything everything is good. Everything is well. I'm I'm I've come to a strange um junction in my life, I've decided Ooh. or not decided, it's just happened to me. I having that time with COVID where everything stopped and I and I kind of in a weird way, looking forward to talking about some of these things when it's relevant in the show. I mean, we've said this before that we're bringing up memories and things that are related when we were adolescent and this not being a spoiler as you can work it out. I'm sure they're going to get older and they're going to get into adulthood. Right. Eventually. Eventually. And unless it just ends and then restarts with new characters at the beginning of high school, it's just a revolving door. Is that a spoiler? But that's not what happens. That's not what happens. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm looking forward to when they get to their like adulthood dramas and things to being able to talk about some of those things that we can talk about and have our own, you know, stories too because it's quite cathartic i find to it's it i think it gives you a a more objective view of your experiences in a way because these aren't things that you'd normally talk about you know what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely like what getting it on paper and just having it like visible kind of is that what you're getting at well i just mean like I mean, there's not talking about and analyzing these things and then relating it to your own story, uh, you know, and, and bringing up our own high flyers moments and things like that. Is It's not often in life that you do that, you know, or, or have this medium of deep conversation. And it's quite a nice way of like releasing it and then it being sort of gone. You know, it's like out of you and hopefully in a way that, it is resonating with other people even if it's just one person you know we said that from the beginning when we started high flies in the second episode it's like well if one person listens to one of these stupid stories and is like <laughs> oh yeah that reminds me of this and this and it helps to compartmentalize or whatever then that's worth telling the story for you know yeah definitely there's an element i i guess for you and me of like like therapy exactly like you mm. said it's 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 kind of almost absolving yourself of of your problems it's getting rid of them it's it's sometimes it's like confession as well mm. <laughs> you know you kind of want to get these things out we want to i want to discuss this this has cropped up on the back of seeing something in this episode and i, I want to explain my story behind that as well so yeah I, I totally get what you're saying and we always bring it with the theme of what do you what did we learn from that you know the, what what came out of a negative thing or 
or a positive thing it's like how did we progress and get better from it and you know and that's what life is is learning and you gotta you have to make mistakes sometimes to to you know make that muscle memory to not repeat them but what what I was uh, yes what I was gonna say was that I've come to this junction where so and I'm saying that some of this will become more relevant later if we start talking about more about like our career journeys and things when it gets to some of the characters starting careers in February of next year so in six months will be 10 years that I've worked in learning disabilities so in the sector that I work and went through kind of a crazy journey now you know to look back on uh from it was difficult at the beginning uh like transitioning in and finding my feet and then kind of I just sort of it just kind of went it just kind of went from one thing to another and was really exciting and but I feel like I'm done I think I'm done <laughs> oh, basically wow. yeah oh the, I pulled a face there which is what prompted Simon to have that little chuckle but you, that's it now you've just because I I've kind of I I feel I feel like I can read you fairly well, and even mm-hmm. through you know a screen and kind of know where things are heading in your mind. You know I don't know what direction necessarily you're going to take, but I know that there's another direction coming up. There's a turning in the road, and you've got the option to stay on the road you're on or you're going to turn. And I can kind of sense when you're going to turn. And I'm thinking he's he's mentioned along the lines of oh, I've done this a long time and might not be quite right for me anymore and I kind of wish someone else was looking after this and yeah so I I, I kind of had a feeling something was brewing but what, what are the plans what are you, what are you thinking what how what does the future hold for you Simon well this is kind of a scary prospect uh but because I mean as much as I think sometimes we feel old on this podcast like you and I I mean because we're talking about a show that is that's based on younger people but you know we're in our like you know coming into our mid 30s so in terms of like a career you know we're still we've still got a long way to go but I I've got to a point where I feel as achieved in this as I can be and it's the same with basketball and the Special Olympics and and all of that like I don't have any passion for it left like I have passion for the memories of it and for what we did but I feel like I I can't go any further in either of the things that you know it was just it would just start going in circles and I'm not that I can't do that like I can't I have to have new things like I'm too my attention span is too short for repetitions and so the the problem that I have is that I'm trying to think of what can I, I need to have passion for it because it's not about money or any of those things. So I'm, it's not like I'm not getting rid of the business. Like I'm just going to manage it, just going to manage it, you know, from, from a bit of a distance really and have people in place and whatever. But what I want to do, and this is a real pipe dream thing, but the the thing that I have passion for that I'm interested in that I don't currently do anything in is, uh, is writing is creative writing um and so particularly i want to try screenwriting and that's a really scary thing to say because i think i my fear is that i won't be any good at it and and but i have to think well when i started in learning disabilities i probably wasn't very good oh, i know i wasn't very good at that either like it took a bit of time 
to to get comfortable to find your feet like and and this is going to be the same sort of thing and i guess what i'm fortunate is i don't have pressure on it in that i need it to pay my bills or anything i just want to try it for a passion and i have we have something dom that we co-wrote long time ago what maybe 10 years ago yeah very long time ago Uh, we put it together uh i mean the 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 story of it is brilliant and it's based on experience and it's it's quite fun and it's there's a lot of like silliness in it which is kind of you and me to a t really (laughs) um but yeah it was about that long ago it was a hell of a long time ago now it's also shared experience because it's from uh is from a it's set in a setting that we both have experience in right in in uh dealing can with, we say it's like dealing with people basically <laughs> yeah in like a retail setting basically yeah um but i'm i'm excited to to review that and pick that up back back with you this is like a sitcom, a sitcom sort of format uh, and you know, seeing how that would fit in into a modern modern day, and then something else that I've been throwing around in my mind and spoke to you about is uh, a screenplay for a movie that is basically based on Special Olympics and basketball, and has some elements of One Tree Hill in it as part of the. It's a it's a long it's a long story, but basically I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try and write it out, and I'm going to try and do multiple drafts. I'm just going to give it a go, like and just you know, if nothing comes of it, nothing comes of it. If it's absolute trash, you know, I'll send it to you, Dom. F will read it, and you know, and I know that you and her would give me an honest opinion. And if it's absolute garbage, then it's garbage, you know. And I'll just keep trying. But I think that even if nothing happens, I would like to write a screenplay and just have it myself, even if it goes nowhere, does nothing. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a go. Oh, good for you, my man. That's that sounds like a great plan. Uh, and you know, you've got it figured out. You've got an idea in your head. It's just getting that on paper now and there'll be elements where you start writing and you think oh god what was i trying to say here and then you might have to start on another page you know or come back to it and that that's absolutely fine there's there's nothing saying you have to write this thing like linear you could write the ending first you know if that's what you decide you want to do but no i'm really pleased for you i'm pleased that you you've got this kind of burning desire and when you've got that desire in your eyes you you go for it and yeah, that's that's really exciting. I'm really pleased for you. Go for it. Thank, thank you, man. And I think that I've learned a lot from you from this podcast in terms of when we talk about story structure, character arc, uh, you know, that foreshadowing the point of something. You know, I want to really try and put all of that into it and try and like, like I was thinking about doing like online classes and things into screenwriting and then i heard this interview with quentin tarantino where he was just like no no that's trash don't do any of that um you need to just write how you feel and write what you know and develop your own style and i quite like that idea as well you know i mean have you've you know you you've studied this and you've got a lot of experience in in this area i mean have you how did what's your writing process have you you've written like plays and things i've written a few plays yeah nothing like major and i wrote a a comedy sketch show as well that I, that we then filmed and put together which i have like knocking about in in my house somewhere um but i was gonna say hello, hello patreon <laughs> 
No. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you, you definitely need to not worry about other people's like methods and stuff like that, because all that will do is make you write like they write. Mm. And that's not writing with your voice. That's not writing with your mind and ideas. That's, that's kind of going, oh, this is how someone writes, and I'm going to write that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, there's just just write from your experience, write from your feeling. Um, because there's one thing that I've mentioned before, and I've said to you before, is that that this is the, one of the most common phrases in the world. But you write what you know, mm-hmm. and you know you know the Special Olympics, you know about basketball, you know about your experiences within that, and any kind of adversity that you come up against whilst going through that and the training process and how difficult it can be you know with the different abilities of of everyone on the team and and capacities as well so it's it's a massive challenge and it's if if your story ends up being overcoming that challenge from you know anything from the coach the players to a member of the audience whatever it doesn't matter because that's still a part of your experience and it's still what you know and that's always going to be a better story. There's there's no point. The fantasy writers always do so well because it's fantasy. It's made up. It's all it's their imagination. And sometimes their imaginations are so crazy and wild. It's perfect. And it's and it's so good. Like things like Game of Thrones and um, you know even beyond that with J.R.R. Tolkien writing fucking Lord of the Rings and all sorts. It's this mm-hmm. just pure imagination and and wonder and inventing a world. But anything that's that's real or, or from a place of realism has got to have that realism in it. And, you, you know, I, I think that's going to suit you better than, you know, writing the next Lord of the Rings kind of thing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and you've got a lot of experience and you've got a lot of stories and information that whizzes around in your head and gets brought up at this podcast. And some of it's <laughs> hilarious, some of it's heartbreaking you've got all the elements and all the kind of memories and emotions of someone who can write a fantastic story i'm excited to read it already oh that's that's kind of you oh well, it's definitely also not going to be anything like as much as it was going to be like my story or similar to it it's not going to be self-congratulatory it's uh a lot of it is going to be about the difficulties of you know there's things that when i first started in learning disabilities uh, I used to wash my hands until they'd bleed um, because I was so anxious uh, about hygiene and all these kind of things, all these things that, you know, just, uh, you know, silly things that I, I just didn't, I wasn't used to people being so tactile. I mean, something that's like lovely, and uh, this is a bit of a generalization, but, you know, from people that, you know, I, I supported is uh, there's just uh love a loving nature to a lot of people um in the learning disabilities community and so they want to give you a hug or want to uh you know just be be close to you be near to you and i just wasn't used to those kind of things and it took me a while to get over myself really and so i like a lot of the story is going to be like things like that that's going to then blend into I want it to be like a sports comedy mixed drama kind of thing. But yeah, we'll see. And I mean, the thing that we have from this podcast is if if it ever feels like it's worthy of being sent to anyone, we have a few contacts here. I mean, we've got Sarah in the industry, you know, we've got Paul Johansson, who is, uh, 
you know interested and has a has an interest in autism right i mean he was sold the jacket to donate money towards autism uh i know people in the special olympics obviously uh and then we've got you know loads of people matt doherty loads of people that we have spoken to that are into it so you know or it could just be something that just lives on my desk but i'd be just as proud as that you know if if you read it and you i mean you'll be great person to read it because i know that you'll give honest feedback you're really good at that um so yeah so there we go but in other news and in maybe more surprising news (sighs) this is frustrating (laughs) so frustrating do you remember like you probably didn't do this because it's just not like you but did you ever when you were like a kid did you ever like kick off i don't know if this is like a british phrase to kick off to like have a tantrum or something um you know like let's say it's like your birthday party and your parents are like we got you this cake this lovely cake for your party all your friends are coming and the cake they got you is got power rangers on it but you don't like power rangers anymore you want teenage mutant ninja turtles and you're like it's the wrong cake you've ruined everything you've ruined my birthday i hate you i don't ever want to see you again i mean i never went that far but then then your friends come but you're in this like mood no it's ruined i hate it i hate it you've got to almost keep up that bravado i hate it i don't the cake you've ruined it ruined everything and then you see your friends having a good time they're playing football s club sevens just come on and the dance floor like and then you're just like ah oh, but i'm in this rage i can't have a good time i have to stick to my rage uh, and then eventually you're like oh, okay i'm gonna dance to s club seven you have a little okay i'm gonna play football oh, i'm having a good time oh Oh, oh, look, the cake is nice. Oh, I do like Power Rangers. Oh, they're giving me the corner. Oh, I'm having a good time. Oh, it's my birthday. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. But you've had this... You've come in on a on a bad foot. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you ever have any of these moments? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I did. I'm, I'm trying to think of one. I'm trying to pinpoint one because I know there'll be one somewhere. And I know there would have been an element of like... It's almost like that childish selfishness, which is exactly what that is. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to trying to pinpoint a moment. And I, I think, you know, the example that you've just given is is the same for pretty much everyone that's ever been a child. So. <laughs> and I'm sure that most adults have been a child at some point. So, but, but <laughs> Well, yeah, so that, I think, has been my experience with the Drama Queens podcast, because... (laughs) Because... Do you know what? I was wondering where we were going with this. I wasn't sure that this was going to be brought up, but yeah, the the 180, go. (laughs) Right, so I listened listened back, so we got, got a lot of feedback from our review episode, and I listened back to some of it, and I was like... Maybe I'm just being angry. And I was like, maybe I'm just being angry because, you know, some of the illusion was taken out and maybe like that whitey thing that we weren't sure of, which I'm deciding. She's made it. She's saying it. I think she's saying it like he made a pass and nothing. And she said no. And that was the end of it. So I think let's look at it that way, because otherwise she I think she would have said if it was more untoward. I think we've got to take it on the information that we have. But, you know, 
But I, and I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to the next one, like because I missed a couple, and I loved it. And I was like, oh god, I'm going to listen to the next one. Oh, I loved it even more. And I was like, oh, it's it's just it's getting better. They're talking more about the show. They're really going in depth. And then beyond that. They're talking about what it's like to be 21, 22, and they're talking about their mistakes and things that they uh, regretted or things that they learn. And they're talking about it in some of like the ways that we do about, you know, you make mistakes, you move on. It's like, ah, oh, I've actually never really, like, a, a, there's only a select couple of podcasts I've heard do that. And it's like, oh, I actually really appreciate that. And then I appreciate what they're saying. And then I just decided, you know what? It is my favorite show. And in fact, as much as it might, it can ruin some of the illusion of the fantasy element of it, um, and it can change the perception of how we see people. You know, like we're saying with this Barry Corbin thing or whatever. But you know what? It's my favorite show, and I not only do I want to know, I have to know. I, I have to know. It's my duty to know because I, I, you know, I love it, and I want to pay homage to those three that were in it. That was such a big part of it you know the core of it you could say you know with with the other with the guys as well and so i'm in i'm subscribed i'm back i've done a full 180 and uh i'm i'm into it and not only that i can't get enough of it i like i as soon as the one dropped on monday straight away i was into it so there you go i've fully turned But that's fair enough, and and you know what, you're you're a big enough man to come out and see it because some people will go, no, 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 it's it's rubbish, it's not for me, it's ruining this for me, I don't like it, I hate it, you know, I I don't like S Club Seven, I don't like Power Rangers, blah blah blah, but secretly <laughs> you love it and you're enjoying it and you're basically wearing that cake, um, and <laughs> and you're never going to admit it to people, but you know you're, you know, big enough and old enough and smart enough to say, and admit kind of when you you have a different feeling about it you know it's not to say you're wrong because it's it's your opinion it's how how you decide to feel about something and i guess they said something that you didn't agree with in terms of the writing and the the not mentioning chad as much and so on and so forth which has dampened your experience of it and it was maybe it felt like it was dampening your experience of the show and and your general life experiences and then you've you kind of what's good is that you've reviewed based on like discussions we've had like several discussions about this podcast now you know we podcasted one of them we um almost podcasted the other discussion um and then we've got to this point now and it's like actually yeah i really really like it and i think that's good i think it's bold i think it's it's brave and like the ladies actually the total Betty ladies said on on the kind of review we did of it it's gonna take them a while to get into this they might need seven to ten episodes to to get going and i'm just really disappointed they've stolen or like they sound like they're stealing our format and they just need to like calm the fuck down just like That's chill great. out drama queens yeah. we were here first yeah calm yourselves down mm-hmm. simon's got stories about people getting fingered on dance floors <laughs> what have you got <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> might have similar stories i don't know <laughs> but yeah i mean i think the thing is is that it's been it's been a great podcast from the beginning i just think that it was a transition for me to get in and then yeah i think 
hearing that thing about the writing was like oh okay and i I just went onto the back foot into a bit defensive mode and then uh yeah i mean they do talk about chad but like i said you can never talk too much about him but uh but all of those things are developing i think it was just a bit of a shock i think it was just like a shock to the system it wasn't what i was expecting came and i was like whoa no guards up not having it and then it's like, okay, hearing you, you, you particularly, Dom, um, and but you know, and then, and then other people as well. It's kind of like, okay, and then keep going. Okay, no, this is great. This is really great. This is a great <laughs> podcast. So you know, there you go. And then finally, finally, from our discussions, mainly on the watch along, we have these discussions, but also just you know, it's time. It's time. My Pop Funko collection. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I have... Uh, what? One, two, three, eight. I have eight. And uh, I got the characters that I identified to, okay? Now, I identified to them because I could. I feel like I could see elements of myself within them, okay? And, but those eight characters were all male. They were all male. It's true, okay? <laughs> Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, I think I've put pictures of most of them on our Instagram from back in the day, but we've got Keith, Dan, uh, Skills, Lucas, Nathan, Mouth, and Whitey. I mean, to be real, Whitey is the... I don't I don't think I see myself at all in Whitey, but they're also <laughs> like my, you know, my, my favourite characters. And then from watching it this time, watching it in detail and talking with you through it, I feel that I can see parts of myself and identify to the female characters as well. And that's not something that I I did see before. And it's true. I can see parts of, you know, uh, Peyton's whininess. I definitely have some of that. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, I I don't want other things that I can can align to with Brooke and with Hayley and Deb and Karen and things, but, you know, they're positive things. I'm not here to compliment myself, but things that I like about them that I feel like I have some of as well. Um, So it's time to up the collection. So I put a thing out on Instagram on our stories because they base the Pop Funkos on pictures that you can provide them with. And so I asked people for pictures and I put them out for votes. And this was maybe the the most heavy votes interaction that i've ever had on instagram we get had like 500 people vote on like different uh you know on the different pictures and whatever it was crazy and so we've got it nailed down so we've got Haley coming and Haley is coming in the outfit she wore on the beach when for the beach party you know where uh where nathan put the guitar on the fire she's in that outfit we got brooke Brooks wearing. Do you remember in season one where thing, <laughs> she was in the back of uh, Lucas's car? <laughs> I know your game, son. <laughs> you filthy, filthy animal. <laughs> really know how to bring it down, don't Re- Really want to see that naked really bobblehead. Know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's the, what you're the, like. <laughs> the, oh, Jesus, Dominic. The episode with the thing, the thing, the third, you know, that one where they're away. Yeah. And uh, Brooke gets like, she takes too many painkillers. She's in like, a not like the cheerleading outfit. She's in like a, 
like a zip up like a tracksuit but she's got like the r painted on her face Mm -hmm. so that one of brooke because i thought that's like she had in this episode yeah yeah i thought that's quite iconic but i didn't want to go with the cheerleader outfit because that feels a little gross you know what i mean not gross (laughs) not gross as in like she's obviously a very attractive woman but she's also like meant to be like a teenager and we're like in our mid 30s you know (laughs) now deb in a cheerleader's outfit (laughs) has been ordered (laughs) (laughs) let's not show accurate i don't care make it was it deb (laughs) in in today's outfit (laughs) oh my gosh in today's episode's outfit can you see my ass through this (laughs) i don't know let me pause and freeze frame (laughs) it's noon somewhere right (laughs) (laughs) um just close the shutters now the um (laughs) that's the right so that's them to Peyton. now i was really happy with this and this wasn't the most popular vote but I, I superseded it. I overrode it because... <laughs> well, fuck it. I'm going to go with what I want anyway. <laughs> it's my money, you mugs. Back off. <laughs> Can you guess? Is it Angel of Death? Yes. How did you know? Because it's the one I would have picked. Yes. Because that's iconic and unique, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? If he hasn't picked Peyton as the Angel of Death in the Angel of Death costume... I'm going to mention it. I was just thinking this the whole time, thinking he's going to pick Peyton, and I'm wondering what outfit. The only outfit that I've come across, or the, the only version of her that really stands out to me, is the version from the last episode and in that picture that um, Eddie draws. So I, I'm like thinking, this has got to be it, unless it's something later on down the line that you pick. So I'm so glad that I guessed that right, yeah, because I, I would pick exactly the same. I had some people message me, you can't do that, no. And other people go, this is amazing, wow. Well, those people are wrong. (laughs) You do what you like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is kind of the same as like, you know, when you suggested about uh, the jersey with no name on the back. Like, that's a a unique thing, you know. It's all in here, mate. I've got all the ideas. Yes. (laughs) That's cool. I'd like to see that one when it comes through. Just that one, you're not interested in the others. I mean, I could just watch the program, <laughs> to be honest, if I want to see him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'd like to see all of them. Uh, it'd be nice Run, for girl, you to have I some... see your body wet. <laughs> girl. Have you got one of Rachel as well? <laughs> I want to see your trip sweat. In her cheerleading tryout outfit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so then also got karen and deb i chose karen now people didn't vote for this one either i superseded or overrode but i chose karen from the episode in season one where she turns up late to the to the bitchy parent meeting you know and she has to uh overcome sherry and you know that the stuff from high school just because i thought i really i that was a really powerful storyline from season one what was the name of that little group because they they haven't re-emerged at any point I, i'm guessing they boosters. come back they were boosters, the booster moms. are they gonna come back this season i guess so, I guess so. as soon as the season's back on maybe because that that'd be interesting actually to see the, the the boosters reappear and how because deb and karen are really aligned now uh, and they're like a, a really strong force. Oh, actually, there's something in the cafe that I saw today that you say, 
and it's now come to light as to why you see it the, the along the the frame of the, of the where you can see into the kitchen what where it's like where, it say? where it's always safe and something like that i can't remember it now what is it you say it, it. somebody told me that this is the place where everything's better and everything's safe it, it says where everything's better and everything's safe that's what it just says that along the along that's the frame funny. How did you? How did you remember that? That's something that get that I say to you because I remember everything you say. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a I've lot got, of content. I've, I've got a pretty good memory, to be fair. You have an amazing memory. Well, <laughs> I have, I have that on a sticker here, right on my pinboard. So every now and again, if someone says something about being safe, and I say, "Yeah, wouldn't you say this is the place where everything's better and everything's safe?" Just to yeah. try and like as a thing for, but hold on to that sorry sorry hold on, on to that no 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 i mean as in for later seasons going through the podcast just hold on to that and i'm impressed that you noticed that because i've i had i hadn't noticed it in this episode and i actually asked like a forum once or asked people once when is the first uh, uh, appearance of that because that's something that goes on to be iconic you you, you can gather that hmm. But I've never known when it first comes in, and I think you've just answered that. It must be this episode is the first time we see it. Oh, awesome! Yeah, well, it'd be great if I have, but because yeah, it's the first time I've I noticed it. So since since the cafe has been done up, it's been like five episodes. We've not actually spent much time in there. There's the Bob Dylan quote above the on on the top of the wall near the ceiling, and then I hadn't really noticed any other writing until until one scene today where it sort of flashed up and actually that kind of look through is where lucas was taking money out the till and i didn't notice it then so it it maybe it's been added since i, I don't know but either way i noticed it today and i thought oh, oh that's why he says it oh okay get it now <laughs> <laughs> there'll be more things like that as they come through like i said i've been dropping sure. them in from the pilot but what what's um what's the bob dylan quote I can't remember as well. I, I just remember that it says Dylan underneath. This is like a little dash Dylan, and it's up he there. Was actually, he was actually in the news today. Was he? Yes. For? Not good things. Oh, uh, God, it's not going to be, is it? <laughs> He's like 480 <laughs> years old. and It was... He, he actually wasn't as old as I thought. You know, it always usually says what their age in the story, I think. I think he was like in his sixties. I don't want to. Uh, no, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? He's that doesn't close, sound right. It's going to be closer to ninety, my friend, than he is sixty. <laughs> uh, hang on. He's eighty. Oh, eighty, eighty. Okay, <laughs> I must have read he was in the music business for. Yeah, well, um, here's the here's the headline here. Bob Dylan denies sexually abusing a girl in 1965. Well. So they're saying Rock's Me Too moment has arrived. This, um, th- my my girlfriend loves Bob Dylan, like music, musically, loves his lyrics and his words and his songs. And I always say, I can't stand it I, because I really can't. I really don't enjoy listening to him. Um, other people that cover his songs maybe is, is, is okay, but I, I just don't enjoy it. And I do an impression of it as well, because it just sounds like this might be a very, very unpopular opinion, but it's just not my thing at all. I can't enjoy it. 
I just cannot enjoy Unless it. We have, let's hear the impression. How many roads must a man walk down? <laughs> it's just so... I just like that. And it, ooh, it's all the time. Ooh, ooh, it's all you get. And I just really don't enjoy it at all. At all. But there you go. There you go. There you go. So, well, anyway. And then, and then finally... I don't, remember, I don't remember the quote. Do you remember the quote? No. No, no, no. Oh. I'd... Fuck it. <laughs> it's a breakout. And then, finally, there's... Uh, yeah, Karen and Deb. So, Karen I got, yeah, from that... The bitchy booster mom episode in season one. And then Deb... I just got... I got her from maybe, like late season one so she's quite wholesome and got sort of like longer longer blonde hair and and people were saying no that like to get a more like i don't know salacious uh deb one but i wasn't sure i thought no let's let's do her right let's get her nice you know get her nice one that can send a picture of the bobs and she'll be like oh yeah nice she didn't get one i was think yeah yeah brooke with the with the Oh, uh, the oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, so we've got the five. So I was just thinking um, about Deb again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, right? Because these are all custom. They numbered them weird. They started these from nine because I think they'd done eight customs for One Tree Hill for someone else before. So they numbered them from nine to fifteen. So I asked for these ones to be numbered from one to five, right? Uh, so I, but it means I'm going to. I'm going to have a gap of, what, uh, three, of six, seven, and eight. So as we go along, Dom, we need to find a six, three characters to pop Funko along the way. What's his name? Junk? Is it Junk? <laughs> yeah. Junk. What's the other guy? Fergie. Fergie. Yeah. And isn't there a Jimmy. third? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Get Jimmy as well. <laughs> Although, like, been off the skills one, fuck that, he's not even been in it. That's bollocks. <laughs> he's in, like, four episodes in three seasons. Bullshit. Yeah. Bang on about how much you love him. He's not in the fucking show. Ridiculous. You know, he's, he's, like, ten years older than everyone there as well. He's, like, closer to, like, Dan and Deb's age in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Oh, Thanks. speaking of which, I um, you know how we were saying, we were saying the other day that... Oh, maybe I said this in the watch along, but I'm struggling with getting cast members on now. Like people aren't responding as much, and and unfortunately that's the case. I think I had some really big ones, like really good ones lined up, and and it doesn't seem to be going to fruition. I'm gonna keep trying, you know, of course. But uh, but you know, you know that we got we got a couple homies for life. One of them being Paul Johansson. So we're in talks about Paul coming back. For real? Yes. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, well I thought there's uh you know, there's like there'll there'll be there's some big moments, you know, that uh that will happen in the next couple of the seasons and you know, like particularly with him, you know, season finale. It's like we could have had him on for the end of season two, you know, to talk about him where it was like filming with like the you know the flames and whatever but uh when there's you know moments like that i go yeah i want to try and get him back so that, that we can talk about that specific episode so then you know there is no spoilers we can just talk about that episode with him so he's responding 
Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. We still chat. We still chat. What a he great guy. Went, he filmed. Uh, I think he filmed something with his son. With you know uh, Nick Cassavetes, his friend Dietrich from Thaisor. Mm-hmm. I think he was directing something, and they were filming in Mexico for the summer. Um, I like. I he put a story up, and I messaged and sort of you know. I hope you had a great time, and he like liked that, and you know we 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 have you know us and Paul. <laughs> You, me, Paul, the free amigos. Hello, Paul. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I'm really looking forward to that already. Can't wait. Well, it'll be cool for you to speak with him again because uh, you know so much more about his character now. And I think we, you know, you love him even more. And it'll be cool for me to speak to him again because, uh, you know, I won't be sweating as much and so nervous and can, uh, you know, just kind of. I mean, I love the conversation, of course, but. Uh, you know, it would be it's different when you're having a second conversation. It's like the ice has been broken, you know, and we can just uh, kick back, you know, like a couple of friends, have a couple of uh, frosties. <laughs> and then last but not least, before we get into this episode, we have exciting news that we haven't actually decided what we're doing yet. And we decided we would, you know, we'll have the conversation on the podcast so I mean, that's you what you do. Do, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Uh, you want to give the background on this? Well, I, I'll give the the background as much as I know. Um, I, I don't know the the right phrasings, essentially. But we, Simon and I, have been approached by uh, a very nice gentleman who has essentially is building a network, right, of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say 16 podcasts is that they're kind of trying to gather a group of podcasts companion um, podcasts they that that that's podcast that companion shows yeah yeah so companion podcast is kind of the phrasing that's being used and they've asked us if we would be interested in accepting some advertisements to be part of this companionship right is am I, am I right so far yeah, they've os- they've offered us a deal. Basically, we got a deal on the table. <laughs> There's an opening in my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we are deciding whether to uh, kind of sign this deal, and uh, it gives us a bit of exposure, um, and we get to share, you know, whatever information on some some products that are being sold around the world um and it's very it's very exciting I, I, to be honest i'm a bit lost for words because i was so surprised when when you told me about it when he the the guy had reached out so yeah exciting very exciting yeah yeah i mean it's about, basically this guy emailed i said my email is on i you have to have a valid email to be on itunes and my email was on there so he emailed through and we get some of these like scam type emails all of the time that are just like mail bots, you know, sign up for this or do this and the other. But this email was different. The guy emailed him was just like, hey, listen to your show. And he was talking about how he liked, he, he clearly listened to it. He'd listened to some of it. Uh, he told me he'd listened to a couple of our episodes, but he said he'd, he liked off. <laughs> he had a nine liked... hour drive somewhere. So he <laughs> like bang it <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Yeah. He said he liked our like our chemistry, like the way that we approached it. That it was kind of like deep dive with comedic aspects to it. But we 
aren't poking fun at the show like we appreciate the show and but we're you know sort of making making fun jokes with the back of it and yeah he's building a network of companion podcasts that go with tv shows and a lot of it was things like you know tv shows that or i won't mention because i think i'm not sure if we're able to or not but you know other really popular shows that are also like current shows that are live on tv now um you know this is it's an this is an american thing as well this is in the north american market and uh had a meeting with him and yeah and we spoke about it he sent us through a contract and so it's up to us if we want to sign on and yeah like dom said we'd have we would have some adverts on here and commercials and hopefully it'd be things we get to help decide what they would be hopefully there'll be things that you guys are interested in and you know potentially this could put us on to a different level um and yeah so i mean also dom and i we haven't discussed whether we're gonna sign it or not so what do you think dom you've read it through you want to do are we gonna pop the champs we're gonna go diddy like diddy in the club because we just signed the deal or what are we doing i want to eat that power rangers cake and i want to dance to s club seven (laughs) (laughs) so that so what should we sign I reckon we should, yeah. I think we give, we should give it a go. We should try. Um, it seems legitimate, so why not? Let, let's let's give it a crack. You know when they got me, when on the contract it says our names, and then in bracket it says the talent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? Run, girl, I want to get body wet. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let's get okay so we're gonna sign so that means we're gonna have an exclusive deal and there you go there you go well let's we'll see what happens yeah let's let's sign it let's send it let's go from there oh it's exciting times and yeah hopefully yeah it's stuff that we have a bit of uh a little bit of autonomy on on like picking the brands that that we can advertise but you know what it's it's just exciting time for us because we're so but one thing we need to be very clear about is we're not losing our ravens family we're not we're not you know this this isn't a you know bye-bye community we're trying to build and and the world of high flyers and and trying to like keep in touch and look after everyone this is just an extension you know that someone else is just offering us an opportunity to uh, build the family, make the family bigger. We want a billion cousins, you know. That's what we're after. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, nothing will change of of the show. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. It's just, it's just adding that element, and it kind of feels like it feels like we've kind of made it to a different level in podcasting. Like it's kind of like wow, someone's listened and and thinks that we're good enough to endorse some you know products like, yeah <laughs> they haven't listened to enough <laughs> excellent so dom there you go we're we're official we're official podcasters that's yeah that's, head, it's humbling we're heading into a weird world of professional podcasting <laughs> i still maybe we'll just put semi-pro <laughs> no 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 professional I'm not even, I don't do LinkedIn or any of those things. But if I did, in a world that I did, I'm putting professional podcaster, 
aspiring screenwriter, full-time rapper. Run, girl! I want to get your body wet. <laughs> oh, do you know? Do you think that? Do you think this whispering would work for other things? My half brother. My half brother. My half brother. Choose another. Another lover. My half brother. Brother. <laughs> Danny Glover. You got a whispering, <laughs> no. Jesus! It's the yin yang twins, not a yi- not one yin yang and his shouting brother. <laughs> Let's try again. Eek! It's Keith. What a slab of beef! It's Keith. <laughs> slab of beef. Said. <laughs> I'm just saying that she's Peyton and I hate her. <laughs> Run, girl, I want to get your body wet. <laughs> so, <laughs> shall we move Let's... in? I don't, I don't have any ravens. There's no raven pigeon situation this week. Aww. Though, 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 <laughs> some people... <laughs> Ah, I think it was Mia. Apologies if it wasn't Mia. Oh, uh, but just took a video of a pigeon and posted <laughs> it on Instagram and just uh, don't be one of these. <laughs> Great work. That is fantastic work. That's what I like to see or at least hear about. I didn't get to see it. But... Next time I see a pigeon, I'm going to run behind it and go, run, girl. I want to get your body wet. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like RSPCA right. knocking on your door. <laughs> <laughs> when Crystal is our raven that's coming on, I dare you, Dom. I dare you. She connects. And the first thing we say is, you say is, go, hey, hey Crystal, how you going? Run, girl, I want to get your body wet. <laughs> I want to see your trip sweat. <laughs> All right. Will you? <laughs> Okay, perfect. So, let's talk about this episode, Midnight Madness, baby. That's how it begins. We got a time jump. We start toward the end and jump back towards the beginning. Great episode. Loved it. Loved re-watching it. Where do you want to begin, my man? I'd quite like to begin with Lucas and Nathan at the beginning of the episode. So, they, there's a kerfuffle, you could say. A kerfuffle. <laughs> I mean, it ends in a roundhouse to the jaw, according to Mouth. It it does, yeah. We, we get into a school hall, basketball team, cheerleading team, mascot, brawl. It's epic. What a great little fight. And it comes out of... Uh, there's some great lines in there. Lucas, this is a pep rally. Where's your pep? <laughs> Why don't you have more pep? And what basically makes Nathan swing is Lucas saying, I don't understand you, but then I realise you're just like him. You're just like Dan. Bam! Hits him. For me, at this the beginning of this episode, when we see this scene... It feels like Lucas is doing that on purpose. He's trying to get a reaction out of Nathan, and I, I, I can't really work out the reasons why. 
I mean, it's saying... obvious. It's obvious that he's he's doing it for Haley, and is bringing it up for Haley, and but it just feels like he's pushing for a reaction that he normally wouldn't go for. You think it's just for story function? Like they just put that in there to make them fight to get to that moment? I I don't know. I don't know whether they've said, or or whether it's like Lucas needs to get this out of him and have this fight with him so that you know Haley can give Haley that opportunity to go kind of run into Nathan and be like, are you okay? Sorry, Lucas did that and and bring them closer together. I'm not sure if it's a device of the character, if it's a device of the writing or I I don't know. I'm not sure, but it just felt like this was a confrontation that he wouldn't necessarily have normally. He would probably try and avoid, particularly at the event they're about to, to, to go to, you know, especially calling him just like Dan he knows that that's the button to push he knows that's going to piss him off and it's going to drive him over the edge so why why have we got to this point you know right up to the to the lead up to revealing the team for this season yeah go Ravens yeah he's he just pushes him to that edge and smacks him in the face it just feels a bit odd and then it it kind of it, it makes sense a little bit in terms of when they jump to say like okay well, let's get to the river court and he's like, okay, he's been told by YT, it's all about team unity. You're going to be the team captain, Nathan. I mean, you're going to be the team captain. Unity is your job. I want everybody singing from the same hymn sheet. It's got to feel like a great team this year and we're going to win. And you're going to be the, the center of this team. Like, I mean, like the focus point, not actually the center. Um, and, uh, uh, Simon nodding, agreeing there. <laughs> he was no, good. good. That was good. That was good. Basketball oh. term. <laughs> <laughs> you well, weaved in good. Clever good. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Hungry Velociraptor today, are we? Um, right. Anyway, so we, we see the scene on the river court and Nathan has um, is like captain and tim is brilliant in that scene you know oh captain scott and he's just like just just nathan oh captain captain nathan you know it's just like oh, for god's sake tim just being tim which is brilliant and he kind of says to lucas you're gonna like sit this one out and he's like well lucas says hang on that he says we're gonna like run full court and and lucas says oh but you've got hey you just mentioned it you've got both of the centers so why don't we have, you know, one of the centers and whatever? And Nathan just doesn't want to be corrected. He didn't want his, like, he felt like his authority was being checked and he's just sort of like, yeah, so now you sit out Fede, shout out to Fede, when you, you jump in. Fede got a shot. He must obviously just, you know, sit on the bench. So sometimes, you know, shout out to Fede, he got on the court. Fede, you're in. <laughs> And Lucas then gets excluded. So Team Unity is already at, at a low point because we've taken one of the best elements out of the team, right? So, you know, mm. the Scott brothers are the, the two that need to be on this team together to drive it forward. I bidded on another piece of River Court for you a couple of days ago. Uh, I just have a number in my head. I'm like... If I can get it for under this number, I'm just gonna. I'm willing. I'm just gonna get it to you just because I know it would annoy you, but like in a funny way. Um, so yeah, but it didn't. It it went over that number, unfortunately. But what was that number? Yeah. 
hundred. Oh my! Don't spend a hundred pounds on a tiny bit of concrete that I don't want. Don't but do that's it. Why? That's give why. it to your child. Just actually, just give him the cash. <laughs> I'd rather you did that. And just committed. I'm committed to <laughs> you getting this. But everyone gets it. Everyone gets it, but you. I just don't. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Thank you for the, the thought. <laughs> well, I'll keep doing it. I have email alerts for when they go on eBay. But if if just there's anyone out there... If you want me to have a bit, just give me your one. Hell no. Oh, okay, then don't That's bother. That's my piece. Oh, but it's special to me because it's it's part of you. Yeah, so I, I would like your one, please. I can give you a shaving. <laughs> I'm not even comfortable with that, to be honest. Did I ever tell you, one of my friends, Cameron, you met him at um, my barbecue. Uh, he <laughs> he watched the first season of One Tree Hill, and I and I, sh- I showed him once. I was like, hey, I got this piece of the river court. And I was like, there you go. And I, was, and, uh, and I think, I couldn't remember. He either kissed it, or he put it on the floor and put his foot on it. And I remember, like, late one night getting really, like, remembering and being like, oh. And I came down and I cleaned it. I cleaned that piece <laughs> of the river core. And it then I messaged him. Much. I messaged him later and I said, "Do you remember when you kissed my piece of river core?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "It really bothered me. I had to clean it. Please don't do it again." <laughs> he found it funny because he knows that he knows about my neuroses. But <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's that's pretty that's pretty extreme. But I I, I understand. I, I feel the pain. I get it. Have you worn your Ravens jersey yet? No. Have you just like worn it in bed or anything? No. What do you wear to bed? I tried it on, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice." And then I, I haven't worn it since. When well, I how did it. it fit? Did it fit nice? Yeah, it fit right. Yeah. How was that dazzle? <laughs> Dazzly and clothy, just the way I like it. <laughs> but did you wear a shirt underneath it, or did you like bare arms? Bare arms, mate. Bare arms. What do you What do you wear to bed? You dodged that question. I didn't dodge it. I just hadn't got to it yet. Why are you asking me what I wear in bed? Well, Why are you I being just, weird. It kept, no. It just <laughs> it actually was in context, and now I'm like, I wonder because I want to compare. I generally wear like basketball shorts, um, and that's it. I, I if it's really really cold. I might wear a t-shirt just for warmth, but I I prefer to go to no shirt on top. Um, I've I've known to fall asleep in a hoodie before. When you get into bed and it's super cold, then you wake up in the middle of the night really hot. Um, but at that point, the bed has warmed up. So, <laughs> brown girl. I I uh, normally sleep in like a t-shirt and like pajama bottoms. Okay, like full length, like trouser bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes shorts if it's like really hot. So I wear shorts. Nice, nice, good. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> we've, so. we've, we've discussed it on the podcast. It's out there now. It's, it's been brewing for two and a half seasons. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you noticed. I and I didn't think people was gonna notice, but the first comment we got on the last episode we just released, we only came out today. I didn't put the intro in. Oh. I just left like a five second gap with a bit of the under music and then and between the two intros and I thought maybe people get annoyed by it because you know it's like 
two minute, two and a half minutes long or something. And it's like, you know, it's good the first couple of times and then it's just annoying. And I thought, oh, I'll just leave it out. First comment on it was, what? No intro? <laughs> I haven't had a chance to listen back yet. Um, so I hadn't, I hadn't picked up on it, but it's good that someone noticed and noticed straight away. I think the last one was quite good. I think we got quite deep. Um, I thought it was a good one. Definitely. And Nicole was great. So. Yes. Yeah. I, so, yeah. So, sorry. So, they, they they leave Lucas out. And then Nathan has the whole Chris Keller stuff. That he... Him and Chris Keller on the basketball court is a magical scene. Was it not? Are you coming round to Chris Keller now? You know, the whole uh, Power Rangers cake kind of thing yes and the whole uh you know you're not hating that drama queens podcast kind of thing you mean when i had to stand up here and admit that i'd got it wrong and that actually i really do enjoy it yeah i wonder why you're bringing that up now because i still hate chris keller he's a piece of shit hey <laughs> 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 I, actually, in this episode, I didn't hate him. I thought he was on the on the river court with Nathan. He was very funny. It was quite an entertaining scene, and to watch Nathan kind of have almost rapport with him was very interesting. When he's like, "Do you think I don't got game? Come on!" And he's like, "Give me the ball," and he you know gets it through his leg, bounces it through his leg, and just launches it away over the hoop. He's like, "What do you think I didn't go for that? That wasn't the shot I was trying to play." You know that sort of thing, and uh, he just. He was very funny at that moment. It's it's things like when he's in the in the music shop in the in, you know in the the record store or whatever, and he's like, "I can sign that for you if you want." You know, it's just like, "Oh God, just get your head out of your ass for five minutes." Come on, man. But you know, he he does it all for show, and he's that that personality, isn't he? And that's just kind of the way he's built, and that's not my not my thing, not my not my preferred kind of character or person. So. He still has my one of my favourite lines from when they went to see Haley in New York. Hey, Lucas, good to see you, buddy. Just <laughs> <laughs> the way he delivers it. But yeah, so Nathan wants Chris to do music with Haley, and it basically comes out a few different ways. Like when Nathan says to Haley later in the episode, that actually he wants he wants to. He wants to see if she's tempted, I think, right? Essentially, if she's tempted into going there with Chris. But also he wants her to be able to be creative and have that element of her personality back. Is that is that what you got from it? Yeah, I, I kind of thought it was a, a nice gesture that Haley, you know, it's been brought to Nathan's attention that Haley's struggling, struggling to create music. She's really not, you know, getting on well with things. So who's the one person that can make her you know better creatively or at least bring that side out in her and that edge and it was chris so nathan did like a really nice thing got chris involved brought him over um and said you know i want you to team up with her get her making music because you're the right person to help her do that and then when nathan goes to see Haley, and Haley's like chris has been around i didn't invite him and she tries to like explain desperately that it's nothing to do with her because she's trying to show her, you know, want and commitment to, to Nathan. He's like, no, no, I got him involved. I want him um, to make music with you. And, yeah, we are going to use it as a as a little test. I, I did want to see kind of how things would go. And 
it was quite frustrating that moment because actually he'd done a really nice thing i thought he you know and it was putting a little bit of faith into Haley and saying actually let's just let's just roll with this let's go with it let's see what you can create out of it and continue to live your dream or at least work on it and he dampens that massively when he goes to see her and he's like you know what it might seem a little selfish and unfair but who can, you know so what and that was a very Dan moment for, for Nathan. Mm. And mm. and I, I get Lucas's frustration at the end. Lucas isn't wrong at all. I think Lucas is right and he's standing up for his, you know, best friend slash wannabe lover. Um <laughs> and he's and he's making it count you know, at, at times that are important. But it just like I said, their scene just felt a little bit it felt like Nathan um sorry, it felt like Lucas was a bit forced. And that was the only bit I was unsure about is why he was so aggressive towards the end. And I know obviously he's standing up for Haley, but yeah, it just felt it just felt a little bit forced and a bit unusual. He could have done it another way. No, he's the sort of person that would wait for everyone to leave the locker room and then say, "Hey, look, Nate, let's talk about this." But he didn't. He did yeah. it right as they were about to go out to celebrate and pep rally and all that in front of the entire team. It just felt very un-Lucas in that way. Yeah, moment. I agree. I agree. I mean, and like you said, I mean, well, this could be story function. It could also just be, you know, we have moments of frustration. It happens. It definitely does. <laughs> Absolutely. But like Nathan and Lucas's story um, evolves into them becoming co-captains of the team. And this is YT's new version of kicking them off the bus and telling them to walk home this this yeah. is this is the new version of that and it's not a bad shout to be fair it's not a bad way of forcing them together and have to plan together and i, I hope that it sees the upturn of their relationship and they start to you, you know they've got to battle each other to to get to the other side of this first so it, well, this will be a struggle, but like the uphill struggle will then have that peak of greatness. And that's what I'm kind of looking forward to about, you know, maybe even five episodes down the line. Well, I say nothing, my friend, and we <laughs> will find out. Well, if we talk about Lucas, he has this whole... Oh, God, Rachel... <laughs> As this whole Rachel situation with Brooke, when Brooke's basically forcing him to to date other people because that's playing the game, which we'll talk about some of that more specifically when we talk to Brooke, but we get this uh, misunderstanding where she's pointing at a random girl and then Rachel steps in the way and Lucas ends up asking her on a date and they go and see Brooke at Suburban Filth where Rachel is instructed that Slut Barn is actually downstairs. <laughs> and <laughs> we have this whole back and forth where essentially Lucas, uh, you know, apologizes and feels guilty, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, how, are you, how do you feel about this Brooke and Lucas situation as it unfolds in this episode? I actually feel a little bit like Lucas in it. I feel a bit like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know that? about yeah. the whole situation like oh, just give it a rest it's boring 
like in terms of what what she's making him go through it's not it's just not nice is it actually you know that i've i've given brooke a bit of a hard time recently last episode i didn't because i actually liked in the last episode and i liked her in this episode i thought she was really good in this episode and, and was really like kind of she was still season one brooke again not season two presidential brooke she's still season one brooke like that kind of mentality but she was like funny with it and quite fun with it um but and and she had some really cracking lines as well it was just it's just this element of the i don't want i want this open relationship and you to date this girl and go out here and do this and do that and lucas's thing was just to make her a little bit jealous and it backfires in his face and she's like you were supposed to be different and not be like that and it's just like oh the double standard oh just shove it up your ass do you know what i mean it's just an absolute <laughs> it's just a nightmare it's just an absolute nightmare he he when he tries to do the right thing he's doing the wrong thing when he does the wrong thing he's definitely doing the wrong thing and it's just like but you, you were basically skinny dipping with two fucking lifeguards a couple of episodes ago it wasn't a problem then was it it wasn't an issue for you so why is it an issue when lucas does it you, you're going off like basically fucking dry humping on a beach next to a bonfire and he just stands with a girl you know having a little bit of a it's not even really a smooch is it outside the shop that he happens to be working in just to make you feel a little bit jealous and you get all like that it's just ridiculous and she did what what you did and like brooke i mean by getting naked in the back of his car and making a bit of a scene and it's just oh just the double standard of it just no need very annoying quite upsetting for sure i mean even peyton said at one point like this will never end well this isn't gonna end well this is inevitable that's gonna be bad and he didn't want to do it i mean even there's that moment where she's like you know if i kiss a guy then you kiss a girl if i kiss two guys and he says then i kiss you twice Mm. you know that's the moment there where he's saying i want you i don't want these other people so when later she's like I want you to fight for me. I want that Lucas from the beach. It's like, well, you had him at the beach at that time, in that exact moment. It was only a couple of weeks ago, Brooke. And then you also had him earlier that day or, the, or you know, this episode where he's saying he doesn't want any of that. Yeah, and, so and, I and think the whole it's... spend the night with me, you know, look, look what I'm not wearing when she unveils, you know, her robe. And he's like, I'm not going to do that until you say exclusive how many more times does he need to prove himself it's just yeah. just stop it brooke just stop yeah. it yeah stop you're it you're better than you're better than this brooke much you know, better you're better than this this is felix territory yeah get out yeah. of here <laughs> smash your car window blame it on come someone. on mouth yeah <laughs> come on mouth smash a window we need you we need you to, we need a distraction don't do it mouth it was creepy. It was creepy <laughs> the first time. It'll be creepy any other time. You and Jimmy in the woods, Erica Marsh, we, we know what happened. We, the authorities just need to find out, and that'll be it. Mm. That would so, be yeah, it. I'm disappointed in, in that side of the storyline uh, and that it, it became this like horrible little web. And it's quite nice that she's, she's being challenged, I suppose, as well, because she's not really been challenged by anyone the way... Rachel is challenging her, in, like even for the cheerleading squad, and making everyone on the on the squad feel great, and buying them coffee, and treating them, looking after them, doing their hair, 
doing all sorts of shit, you know, to to really look after them and, and make Brooke like this little villain, uh, and which we know she isn't. But it's it Rachel is coming across as like golden and making Brooke look like shit. Yeah, you see, we need hurdles and we need challenges and we need mistakes like she's and this is what brooke's doing she's making some errors and the point is is you know we learn from them but like you said like with the felix situation that's a great example like we would have thought she could have maybe learned from some of this stuff you know she did the friends with benefits thing and you know there's no feelings no emotions and what ended up happening was there were feelings there were emotions and okay it was the wrong guy he was a douchebag but, you know, Lucas isn't the wrong guy. And actually what Lucas is demonstrating is that he has learned because he is being a better guy than season one, you know, where he was uh, dating both Brooke and Peyton at the same time. And, you know, he he did wrong. There's no two ways about it. Peyton too, but, you know, but all, he, he was the one that was in the relationship. I mean, they both did wrong, but... He's learned from that, and he's done, and he's done better. And Peyton's learned from that. So yeah, I think we Brooke, we need we need you to get beyond this. But let, let's talk about Rachel. I mean, how she's sort of come in a bit like a tornado in here, like you were saying, and, and mix things up, which we need, but not in like a way of like Felix, where it could she could very easily have been like a a fee, a female Felix, but I mean. I like her. I think she's. I think she's a great character and a great addition. I mean, I'm just talking about where we're at now, currently. Mm-hmm. And what was your what's your initial thoughts on the character? Yeah, I think whirlwind is a is a good way of describing her. She's she's just come in all guns blazing, and she's not mucking about. It's just like cheerleader tryouts. She turns up, and I've got my own song, and this is the song I'm going to dance to. And then she does her little routine. Um, I have to say the routines in this episode were pretty poor. Uh, and I'm going to be honest. It's... Expand. What do you mean? It, it was fucking chicken wings. That was it. <laughs> it's just doing fucking chicken wings over and over again. And the occasional this. It wasn't anything that we couldn't do. We, um, the... I promise I you, know. Simon. No, no, I promise you. There was nothing except for when she does the splits at the end of her little routine. But when they're doing their routine in the gym. There's nothing in that routine that we couldn't do. Promise you. Okay. It sounds like a TikTok video waiting to happen, doesn't it? We did say we'd do it in the uniforms as well, but, you know, we've got to wait for Wayne. <laughs> oh, oh, Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> oh, Wayne. We love you, Wayne. We love you, Wayne. Shall I, ask Wayne if he... <laughs> Shall I ask Wayne if he wants to come on the podcast? He will definitely say no, but it's worth an ask, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Would you not want to speak to Wayne directly, Dom? Yeah. A hundred percent. I want to see the man you've tormented for like a year. <laughs> we could you imagine if our first bit of advertising was for Cisco? It won't be. But <laughs> that poor guy. He'd just be like, "What? No, no." <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, okay. So you're not a fan of of the dancing. Um, but, but, Ra- but you but... are a fan of Rachel. Yes, I like Rachel. In, uh, you know, in general, she's changing things up. She's mixing things up. She's putting pressure on Brooke by being nice to everyone else and making Brooke seem so bratty, and 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 basically turning her into a horrendous person. And um, it's like the focus of the fight 
is them, isn't it? You know, we've got Nathan and Lucas, and then we've got Rachel and Brooke. They're the the kind of key fights that are happening in this in the hall um, near the end, what slash the beginning. So it's she's definitely one to watch out for, and I think she's she's got a bit of longevity in this. She might do a she might do an Andy, <laughs> be in it for, for a little oh, while, then oh. go. A one season wonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of F's favorite phrases. Uh, I think it's from. Is it called Ballroom? Or there's like a dance. It's an Australian dance movie that she loves from like the nineties, I think. And she does the impression perfect. And as we know, I can't do accents. But she, there's an Australian woman at one point in it. Just goes, "You're a gutless wonder." <laughs> <laughs> it really makes her laugh. Nice. But yeah, uh, yeah. So a one could be a one season wonder. We'll find out. The actress, she's famous. Uh, her name in real life is Danelle. That's Danelle um, Ackles. I think that's her name. That might be her married name. I'm not sure if that's her name at this point in real life. But she's married to someone famous as well called Jensen. I think I'm not sure what his fame is for. But I think they're like a famous, like entrepreneurial, like power couple in America. Oh wow, cool. So yeah, I, I the, the only one thing I didn't like is when she went running up to Lucas and went, "Hey, boyfriend." Yeah, creepy. A bit much creepy. That's a bit forward. And who the fuck carries a little slip of paper with their address on it in their pocket? Who does that? She's like, "Whack!" Here's my address. Like, who carries that around on them? Yeah, they're, 2004. They're in an age of mobile phones. Five. Text it to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Fair. Yeah, the boyfriend thing was strange. It was a bit like, wow, that's full on. That's quick. I don't think you've even... Have you been on one date? You danced as Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee once. <laughs> I don't think that... Is that what makes you in a relationship? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Well... I, I do like the uh, one of the good lines is just as there uh, Brooke slaps Rachel and Rachel says you just bought yourself a nose job <laughs> <laughs> and punches her in the face yeah, smacks her in the face yeah <laughs> but Brooke gets her back when like just cracks her in the face when she's in the back of Lucas's car don't ever hit me again don't ever punch me again yeah, and then this is a moment where as an audience, I think we're meant to be rooting for Brooke. Like, yeah, that's right. Actually, it's like, well, then a year ago, you could have been punched in the back of Lucas's car by someone else, you know, by <laughs> these rules. But uh, Magdalena, pull the pull the shields out, duck away <laughs> from the windows, snipers are here. <laughs> but Magdalena really wanted to make sure that I mentioned that Brooke says that's so last year. That's so last year it could have been two years ago. And so that a reminder that actually it was only one year ago. It was one year ago. So last year it was actually one year ago in terms of the, the show because season one and two is one year in Tree Hill Land. So season three is the beginning or is one year on from the beginning of season one. So it's, you know, at the beginning of the season is you know when yeah so it's like it was actually just one year ago okay i gotcha i gotcha yeah, yeah i said it, I was season like, two was like that. summer 
Yeah, and you know that because we we spoke about that from the beginning. Well, I think to some people that you know might not have have gauged that. So yeah, cool. Sh- should we talk about mouth and GG? Yeah. <laughs> talk to us about mouth and GG. Well, Mouth is uh, also leading tryouts this uh, in this episode for a co-host, someone else that he can murder and bury in the woods. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he is approached by one very small young lady who says, is this a tryouts? And, you know, for, for the job sort of thing. And he's like, well, it was, and but no one turned up. And she's like, oh, I, you know, I kind of, I'm here. He's like, oh, you like basketball? And she's like, Mm-hmm. and you like talking about it or whatever, you know, basically does like a very quick interview and she doesn't say anything. He's like, you know, you're going to have to to talk. And she just kind of shakes her head, like nods her head. And he's like, I'll be in touch. And then the next scene, we see them together and he's like, and we have, you know, and he's kicking off and he's got his big mic on his face and his, you know, <laughs> ravenhoops.com or whatever. Net. <laughs> yeah dot com but on we his, all know it's really dot net it's dot net look for the net um <laughs> on the front of his laptop and he's doing his podcasts and he's got his co-host who is basically silent for the whole thing he's like got anything to say gg and it's just like okay let's move on <laughs> uh until until near enough the end when she's like this really turns me on <laughs> mouth mouth has to like cover his microphone he's like oh my god she's <laughs> she's like loving this she's loving this fight <laughs> that actress i'm not sure of her name the actress that plays Gigi, uh was actually underage when she did this she like lied and said that in real life and said she was like i don't know 17 18 something like that she was actually like 14 oh yeah she like lied to get the job nice yeah there you go (laughs) so she's actually the youngest cast member by far i think jesus okay fair enough yeah so but she's great 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 comedic timing and yeah and it's a mouse commentary is crazy this really is midnight madness like he was like (laughs) Having the time of his life, wasn't he? It's like he's not been out of the house for fucking ages. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, his, all his wildest dreams come true at once. And he can commentate on it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Well, shall we go into Dan Deb territory? Or shall we go into Peyton Ellie territory? Shall we cover off Peleaton? Pelliaton. Pelly. I like Pelly. That's a good little, you know, ship name. That was a, that was a, an accent. Are they called Spoonerisms? Is that right? I haven't heard of that. I might have made that up. Ignore me. Um, right. Uh, yeah. So Peyton and Ellie have a very, like, touch and go episode here because it starts off really, really nice and it's, we're back into nice territory They've had that difficult, you know, time and Peyton's been unsure about her and doesn't know whether to approach her and has thousands of questions but doesn't know what to ask at the same time. It's, you know, very, you can see the difficult, you know, the the difficulties that she's having within her. You can see it. And she, this is performed really, really well. I will say that about Hilary Burton. She's a really good job here. 
Um, and actually, when she was the the Angel of Death costume, when she's in that, her vulnerability is amazing. Mm. You just, I, I, you know, I think we mentioned it on the last episode, but just to say it again, just like pure vulnerability and just struggle. It's brilliant. So good to see. She's, she's really good at playing pain and vulnerability yeah she's uh she's a really good actress they all are like all of the cast members but yeah she's really good at portraying that and it being believable definitely and then in this episode they they have a really nice moment because you know she's discussed the the drawing and that she doesn't do she ellie doesn't do drawing you know you didn't get that talent from me (laughs) you know that kind of moment just to kind of not scare her off and we get to this episode, Eddie's writing her article, we know she's drawn this amazing picture, and it's very similar to the artwork that Peyton does, you know, there's kind of the same sort of sentiment, um, it's probably the same artist in real life that's <laughs> um, put it Hello together. Lord. Yeah, and um, they they have this kind of coffee chat moment, she says that Ellie says that she's going to see his scar band that do Neil Diamond covers, which does sound pretty dreadful um, <laughs> in my eyes, in my eyes, in my ears as well. Um, and kind of asks Peyton if she wants to come along. And Peyton's like, OK, <laughs> you know, and it's 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 a nice moment. It's it's a bit of bonding. And they end up back at the motel. She looks at her paperwork on the desk and she sees this picture and she picks it up and it says... Uh, hello goodbye on as the title of this article that ellie has written it's the, i think it's the second and only reference to the beatles in this episode but i'm not sure i looked for more and i tried to listen out for more but i only got the two so the first one is is in the cheerleader tryouts where uh, rachel says um on behalf of the um, on behalf of the group i'd like to, to thank you and I hope we pass the audition, which is something that John Lennon said. Um, they did a, a rooftop gig, uh, Abbey Road Studios, uh, in nineteen like sixty nine, nineteen seventy, and he says that at the end of this like rooftop gig that they did, just this he off says, the cuff. We hope we pass the audition. Yeah, it was a joke. He, he was John Lennon was like famous for like right, saying right, right. saying silly jokes and stuff like that and. You know, they they even they even did um, gigs with in like concerts and stuff in theatres, and they would say, "Oh, all the people in the cheap seats clap your hands, and all the people in the expensive ones rattle your jewelry." You know, that's the sort of thing that John Lennon would come out with, and was very bold, and you know, would say all this that sort of stuff. Um, nice. So, like, fair enough on on Rachel for for bringing that line in and painting like, "Oh, it's John Lennon. She knows her music. That's cool." Um, and then Hello Goodbye is also a Beatles song title. Uh, and, and I kind of looked for more, but I didn't notice any more. So if anyone has noticed any more, that'd be great. Please let me know because well, I love the Beatles. So, yeah, it'd be good to, to share that and, and know a little bit more. And I can only assume that what the content of the article is, I've met my daughter or, the, or I've met the, the girl I gave birth to. And soon I'm going to have to say goodbye because... I think I'm going to die soon. Mm. And I think that's the content of the article. Now, Peyton pays no attention to that. She sees the picture, says, what's this? You've been writing about me. How dare you? And tears it up, has a hissy fit, runs away. And actually, Ellie then goes to visit her. 
she gives Ellie this picture that says, um, a lie, like lie at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like highlighted the lie yeah. in her name. Yeah. And when, when she's like coloring in the lie, so like she's using her pencil and like coloring the blackness around the lie. She has her arm over the E L, but you can see the the L slightly, just mm. under her arm. I, I saw that in the episode as well. Um, so I, I already knew what it what it said from the watch along. So it's just like I'm wondering if you can see it and you can just ever so slightly because at, at first you think it just says lie and then you see the rest of it and that's when ellie has this great moment and she pushes back she finally pushes back and it's just kind of like well hang on a minute you fucking draw these pictures and you podcast ha, wait wait <laughs> i don't think i don't think she started the sentence like that i don't think that's a direct quote but sure paraphrase let's have it in your own words shall we <laughs> Nothing I say is a direct quote from this show. <laughs> Nothing. You can't fucking have it your own way, love. You can't Mug. You can fucking eat it, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's so like, what did, what oh, did Ellie enough, say, you, you, you can like, You can like podcast it and shout and say, you know, share all your experiences with the world, but I can't share mine. How is that fair? What a double standard. Yeah, yeah. She said you can podcast it and you Draw use it, it for your art yeah, yeah but you can't but i can't write about it and she's saying that's her outlet that's her creative outlet and her way of processing things and that's kind of what we were saying at the top of the podcast here is that some of these sharing things on here can be cathartic it's kind of like it goes into the void like as much as we anything we say here is going to exist in podcast space forever right and so it's kind of there's this weird thing of like we don't really know who's listening to this yeah you know we don't know who's on the other side of this it's not like this is a voice note that we're sending to someone we know anyone could listen to this um and so i don't know there's something quite free about that in a weird way but anyway yes the (laughs) Yeah, I thought I thought that was a great rebuttal as well. It's like, yes, love that. And then, and then Peyton says something very horrible and actually so harsh and a little bit unnecessary. Mm. Well, very unnecessary, and that is. And they even they even think you have cancer. Was it that something she said? It's sort of like that. Like I don't. You probably don't even have cancer. I get out of my life. She calls her a junkie as well. So like you're just a junkie. Oh, yeah. She's just lying about this and you probably don't even have cancer. And it's just horrible. It was a really horrible moment. Like, there's so many good things about this episode. And I think we're just picking up, like, the really nasty ones. <laughs> well, I will say there's a lot of love for Ellie uh, in the comments. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of ravens in particular, uh, because pigeons maybe are only just getting ellie content more heavier ellie content just now but uh appreciation for her character and i think appreciation for the performances as well from cheryl lee and from hillary burn so yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely a really interesting storyline and it's and it's being well done it's sort of being well cooked so to speak one thing that really gets me about Peyton, and you know we've mentioned it before but do you know anyone like this do you know anyone that, that just reacts that quickly to something so negatively and so like it's the end of the world? Right, that's it. Our relationship is ruined because you did you did this one thing and you didn't tell me. 
Do you know anyone like that? I'm trying no. to pinpoint someone in my life that has reacted like that to anything I've ever done, or re- or reacted that that way to something in my presence. Like uh, so drastic, so like just uh, from zero to a hundred, like immediately. Yeah, uh, like completely. Like how fucking dare you? That's it. We're done uh, over something very explainable. And I just yeah. think it's just crazy. I'm, I'm sure there are those people out there, you know, write what you know and all. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's meant to be teenage, you know, or adolescent. It's meant to be, you know, high emotions, hormonal, just kind of, yeah, can fly off the handle and they're then calm and just because she does have more she has moments of understanding and not and sentimental moments and good talks like when she spoke with larry on the bench a couple episodes ago and uh she had that episode with whitey i don't know if that was season one or season two she had a couple moments with whitey so i think yeah i think it's maybe it's just meant to be like a teenage thing i get what you're saying yeah i was just wondering if uh if you had any examples of someone like that, because I, no, like there's, there's not people I would. It's, it's not really a person I would keep in my circle, and it's a very small For circle, sure. to be honest. So keep <laughs> it small. There's not That's many people the way. in it anyway. <laughs> That's the way, though. Be selective with who you spend your time with. That's yeah. I fully believe in that. <laughs> and the older you get, the smaller it gets. Generally, you know, unless you're lucky to have lots of super loyal people in your life but they're hard to come by my man that's why this community we're building is so cool because everybody is so awesome so yes definitely uh just to touch back to to ellie um we have the the heartbreaking scene at the end with her going into like a like an mri machine she's very yep. sad crying it's yeah it's incredibly emotional she's obviously scary uh, picking out, you know, thinking about the words of, you know, what Peyton was saying while she's having these scans, and yeah, it's just it's very cutting. I, I imagine, rough. I imagine it, it drew a tear with yourself, perhaps. No, no. Oh I, wow! I'm gonna. Say, the only reason it didn't was because we're watching it on the watch along. Um, incredibly tired when we get to the watch along. <laughs> is is late and it's the you know it's the, and it's day. the end of yeah for a long day it's middle of the week and then you know three hours of podcasting but then when i watched it again tonight i was listening to it while i was uh you know cleaning and doing stuff around the house so i didn't actually see it you know i heard it but i didn't i didn't see it i'm sure that it would have got me i have had tears this week i mean we to promote we are recording the next episode of the Mighty Nineties. It's happening, and I may have already watched the movie that we're doing, and I may, may have wept. <laughs> oh. Have you watched it? Have you watched it yet? No, not yet. I will do. Oh man, it's so rough. Is anybody alive out there? <laughs> oh God! When she's going. Come back. Come back. Oh, man, that's a good impression. Come back. Oh, man. 
I'll never let go, Jack. See ya. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> oh, man. We'll no, get to that. Raw. It stayed with me the whole next day. That it's real? Well, that, yeah, that it's real. But it stayed with me just like the heartache. I was wondering, will my heart go on? Well, we'll talk about it on Saturday, won't we? We'll stay forever this way. Run, girl, I want to get your body wet. Oh, no. Oh, God. Not there. Not Not there. Don't get it wet there. Stay dry. In the freezing Atlantic Ocean. So if, if, in case anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Titanic. Titanic is next, and we're going to be recording at the weekend. And Casper is available now and is on the Mighty Ravens, links below, but also at ravenshoops.net. So enjoy. Let us know what you think. More to come. It feels like we're on a roll, baby. Yeah, we're unstoppable. And you've done the deep dive into this one. Dom's uh, bringing the factoids and uh, running the show, doing the intros and all of them things. It's good times. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Can't wait. So, yeah. Excellent. So, Let's... sorry. Sidetracked. It's okay. Uh, are, we, are we moving yeah, we... on now? From... Yeah. Dan and Deb. Dan and Deb. Tell me, tell me what happens with Dan and Deb, Simon. Oh, man. It's back to, back to pranks. Glorious, glorious pranks. I mean, I think they outdid the last episode, which we loved so much. And there was a taser in the last episode. <laughs> but there was a toothbrush in this one. Oh my god, the pictures. The pictures. <laughs> so, well, I think it starts with Dan is going through like his campaign and he's with his like cronies, with his, you know, team of people. And they're talking about strategy and you know, they're retiring his jersey because he's made a timely donation to the school or, or whatever, whatever. And uh, and then Deb just comes in wearing some lingerie. like pause for thought isn't it <laughs> Simon's broken you've got a very Nicolas Cage face about you right now <laughs> like, wide eyed and wide wide mouth I want to take his face off yeah. <laughs> no more drugs for that man <laughs> so um, tell us about it Dom well Karen finds out. Karen! Karen finds out. Oh, wait, one more. You do the Karen like you did last week. How did I do it last week? You did it different. It was hilarious. What did I do? I can't do it. Only you can do it. (laughs) Karen! (laughs) Is that it? (laughs) No, but I liked it too. Just give us another one, a random Karen, different. Mm, Karen! Meow. 
gosh. When when Dom and I were kids, we went to was it the Isle of Wight? It was the Isle of Wight, which is an island off of the UK. It's still a UK. It's still the UK, right? It's just yeah. It's literally just in the in the channel and it is part of the english channel but it's literally you could probably swim to it <laughs> it's not far and it's famous for having beaches with multicolored sand right uh or is that just a gift shop uh, they dyed just, that sand didn't they maybe just the gift shop <laughs> food coloring in the sand anyway but the we were staying uh in like a butlins type thing wasn't it yeah something similar to that yeah there's like a little it, like cabiny hut sort of thing if people don't know what butlins is abroad if that doesn't translate i don't even know how would you describe butlins ian beale it's it's such a british thing butlins isn't it i don't know i don't know how it would translate It's, it's like it's kind of like a holiday camp but the adults stay yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's a good that's a good way of putting it but Dom, how old do you reckon we were 30 12 11 10 11, was this 12 yeah uh, it was oh it's pre-secondary school so we might have been like nine oh, okay okay well there. and dom and i were staying in the same room of course and this was uh, with my parents but it was there in a different room and we were um we just got excited when we were together like this and wanted to stay up all night and try and burn things under lamps and just be <laughs> mis- mischievous little kids, right? And uh, I think you just randomly just made a noise that was... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I replied with... Meow. <laughs> and we both found it so funny that we basically just did it all night and then ended up doing it for like the whole weekend or however long we were there and that was what over about 20 23 years ago 24 years ago and every now and again still just before we record one of us will go meow <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that we did that pretty much all night once whilst we were in the Isle of Wight and the rooms weren't like far apart they were, and the walls weren't thick and your dad just came like storming in like, Simon, don't shut up, just go to sleep and told us off. <laughs> and that's really unlike my dad. He doesn't really tell, he, like, he's incredibly patient. He might come in and put me in a headlock and powerbomb me, but, like, <laughs> you know, for for jokes, but... uh yeah, that's funny. I remember once he came in, and uh, this is when we was you were sleeping over my house, and we had put the PlayStation on, and we'd like planned it. Do you remember? We'd like planned how to do it. So my parents were asleep. We're meant to be asleep. We put like the PlayStation One on and the TV, and but when you turn the TV on, quick immediately with the volume down, quick. That has to be instant. And we were playing like Grand Theft Auto One or something. <laughs> and I remember. <laughs> My dad opened the door, like, to be like, go to sleep, go to sleep, what are you doing? I just remember looking down at Dom, the TV's still on, and Dom just goes, <laughs> drops his head as if he's asleep. <laughs> Do you play, remember? Play dead, play dead. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Safety well, mechanism. On that, yeah, on that note, 
Crystal is here. It's great to have you back. It's always nice to see you, Crystal, on the watch-alongs. Have you join us on the podcast is even better. How are you? Doing good. Uh, what have you What have you been talking about? Well, wow. all sorts of stuff, but mostly episode five of season three. <laughs> You you'll hear some exciting news and things uh, that we said at the at the start of the podcast. So that will be that will be interesting. And uh, yeah, all all good things. This, this episode is crazy. We've gone we've sort of gone through the characters, but we're just on the final one. So so it'd be great if you could help us with it. We're just talking about, and then we'll go into like the, our general thoughts and your general thoughts of the episode. But we were just talking about Deb and Dan, and we were talking about the pranks. So we were just talking about the fact that Deb has come in to the room where Dan's there with like his team for his campaign, and she's in the lingerie, and she's saying, "You know, can you see my see my ass through this?" I mean, Crystal, what was your what's your initial reaction to this prank? I think it's funny. I think she did a great job. Um, putting Dan in that position. I mean, that's classic. I don't think she could have done anything even worse than that. And Dom? Uh, It was brilliant. Just the fact that the conversation Deb has with Karen beforehand, where Karen discovers that he's going to be running for mayor, and she's like, that rat bastard kind of thing. She hates it. And um, Deb's like, well, I've made this agreement. So I've got to stay with him for these like two months because then that kind of buys my freedom. I get my divorce. It buys Nathan's freedom. He gets away from him. And we're going to be like happy little family. But what i got to do is stick through these two months. But I can still mess with him. And that's what I'm going to do. And then, bang, we're going to the scene where she just like wanders in. She's very sort of scantily clad. Um, she's got a drink. She's got a cigarette. And Dan, it turns around and she's like, isn't it a bit early to be drinking? And, you know, my, does he say, like, my love, my dear, something like that? And uh, she's like, well, it's noon somewhere, right? <laughs> what a great moment. What a fantastic scene. But then it goes a step further because Dan gets his payback when she's brushing her teeth. And oh. I love that he waited for her to, you know, have the toothbrush in her mouth. And uh, he just shows her a series of pictures. I mean, uh, it's Deb's toothbrush and the inside of the tire. Okay, that's bad. But it could be worse. It gets worse because then it's brushing... Is it brushing the dog's teeth to start with? Toilet. 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 Now we're bad. Now we're in, like, throw-up. I mean, I like to call it Ralphing. Dom likes to call it chucking. Um, Crystal, do you have a preferred word to describe being sick? I just say throwing up. Classic. Classic. <laughs> it's a classic. Just I've heard puke. Yeah. All the classics. Crystal's pulling out the classics tonight. How do you feel if someone, if I said, oh man, I'm really going to Ralph? I would understand. I, I didn't. Yeah. I'd be like, you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> and what about if you need to chuck? Um, well, I would understand too, but like chuck to me would be like, 
I don't know, like, uh, like with name. food, <laughs> like it's just pieces of food. So I guess <laughs> that's what I'm going to see. <laughs> More substantial. Yeah. Chunky. It's like a chunky, it's a chunky Ralph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, Dom? Oh, hurl, hurl! I'm gonna hurl comes up a lot on like TV shows and stuff. I'm gonna hurl. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, is it Luna time? I think it might be Luna time. <laughs> Luna, are you coming in? Just staring at me. <laughs> she doesn't want to come in. No. It's okay. She'll barge through if she needs to. That was F making a cameo. I have. Uh, with Luna. <laughs> um, okay, so it then escalates further because is it is is it then used on the dog's teeth? It's used on the dog somewhere before it ends up in... Is the teeth? It's the teeth, yeah. It's in the dog's mouth. So we see the picture of the toothbrush in the dog's mouth and then he has the picture in his hand and is like, that was... Then before it ended up in the dogs, and then the dogs. Deb is very sick in the sink. <laughs> I love it when I love that Dan then like smells the <laughs> the picture like as if it smells bad because that makes zero. It's a great illusion. It's a great <laughs> visual, but that makes no sense. Why did you did you take the Polaroid and then shove that up the dog's butt? Like what, what did you? Why is that smell? <laughs> Scratch and sniff Polaroid. <laughs> or he just used the same hand, you know, oh. and then, oh, it slipped in a bit, sorry. I mean, also, poor dog. This dog has been violated. There's no <laughs> need for a, a toothbrush to go up there, is there? That's just, that's a violation. If someone <laughs> stuck a toothbrush up my dog's butt, I would write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you this now. Oh, Crystal, fantastic. any reactions? It's just really gross what he did, but I mean, I guess you kind of deserved it too. But yeah, very disgusting. It's rough. It's rough. I, uh, I mean, but but great, but great pranks again. I mean, and then and then Dan's other function in this really is he's at midnight madness. He's getting his jersey retired again, as as Whitey says. And uh, Whitey sort of throws some jabs at him, saying that he's not gonna, he's not getting Whitey's vote. Uh, you know, continues that uh, contention or tension, sorry, going forward. And uh, but Dan sort of has the bravado, is hosting, is getting everyone riled up. Uh, Dom, are you enjoying Dan in in these moments? Dan seems to like he, he thrives on a crowd which is great. All the attention is on him and he loves it. And and he becomes this sort of, this new person, this kind of shining light. Like he tried, he tried it when he was um, at like the meeting about Whitey's future. And he's like, listen to me. And I'm very, you know, inspiring and energetic and charismatic. And he, he just holds the attention of the room. And it, all it takes is Whitey every now and then just to knock him down a peg or two. But he then builds back up to that again. And he he announces that it's like Midnight Madness or whatever. And here's, here's your team for the season, the Ravens. And then it's this brawl. But he doesn't seem angered by it or shocked by it or like 
this is going to affect my campaign. We we didn't get that element from him, which I was quite surprised at. I thought we'd get a, oh my god, my my two sons, how stupid, this is awful, and it's going to be like a little rage. But it, it doesn't seem like that as well. Whitey was more put out by it, more affected by it, you know, for obvious reasons. For sure. I mean, Crystal, how did you feel about? Uh, the brawl of the basketball players and the cheerleaders, like the fighting. I loved it. I think it's funny. It you would never think. I would never think that I would see that on One Tree Hill. Um, going off what Dom said, um, I he re- Dan really does uh, do well in front of crowds. I think he'll he'll make a a good mayor. If he if he gets voted in, we'll see. We will see. We will see. <laughs> well, and this this prompts Karen to decide that she's going to run for mayor because Dan was running unopposed, and Whitey takes great pleasure in announcing that, and we get that great musical cue uh, of the dun 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 da da. But, uh, I recognize this music, but I think I recognize it from like Happy Gilmore or something. I mean, Dom, I know that you'll know. Wait, that's a famous song, right? Um, is it? It's in the Full Monty, isn't it? Is that the song you oh, mean? Maybe I know it from that as well. Hold on, let me find it. Dun, dun, dun. Crystal, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> but, uh... I do. I used to be in band in high school, so I'm pretty sure I've played that before too, but I don't remember the the name of the song. What, what did you play in band? Trumpet, saxophone. Clarinet. Oh, Ethany plays the clarinet, played, played the clarinet. I don't know <laughs> if she could dust out that clarinet now, but uh, that's cool. Could, can you still play? A little bit. I actually uh, helped my friend's son. Like last summer during the pandemic, when when he was trying to learn band from home, and oh, a little cool. bit, I started to remember it a little bit, and that was quite a long time ago. So uh, I played awesome. it for all through through junior high and high school, so seven years. Do you still have the band uniform? Is that like you know somewhere? Come on, Crystal, why? No way, I don't want to wear that again. <laughs> <laughs> If you're if you're in like, do they not do like cool band hoodies or anything? The marching uniforms uh, for the high school are not not fashionable at all. They have like feathery hats and and I mean I remember the band making t-shirts, but I definitely don't want to wear that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. There's something that doesn't exist here. Like we don't have stuff like that. So that's why I ask because I think that stuff's cool. But I get you. I get you. Dom, have you got word on this song? No. Oh, I have some. Is it? Is it? The, is this the song that you're on about? Hold on, because. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Boom. Hey. Da, 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 yeah. Yeah. Da, yeah. Ba, so it's da, the song I hey. I thought you meant. And it's actually a song by Gary Glitter. Really? Yeah. Gary Glitter is a shamed uh, pop artist. Are you familiar with him, Crystal? I am not. Well, he's shamed, shamed 
um, as he should be, because he is, correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, but he's a convicted paedophile, right? Yes, he absolutely is, and he was in prison, and in prison in Vietnam as well for a little while. It's just, he's a horrendous piece of shit, so. It's this song anyway, yep. isn't it? If you can, can you hear that? No. Can you hear anything? Is anything working? Why does can hear your, hate me? I can hear your voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the song. So, yeah, this is uh, this is Gary Glitter, unfortunately. But this was, yeah, I think it's called Rock and Roll. Would, would, this, would this have been, was this pre him being convicted? Like, it's crazy if they used it post him being convicted. This is very pre him being convicted. But this song is also used in uh, Joker. You know when Joker... Have you seen Joker? Ah, uh, yes. You know when he's the, dancing the, down the stairs? The new one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Maybe it's there I know it from then. It's kind of used in that point. But it's used in Full Monty. It's used in loads of films. But yeah, this is... I'm going to stop playing it because, you know, he's scum. <laughs> yes. I I, uh, I need to watch Joker again. Crystal, have you seen Joker? The Joker movie? I haven't. It's good. It's dark. I gotta be honest. I, I don't think I could watch it again. Too dark. It's just yeah. I can't handle it. It's like watching Peyton at a very worst for two hours. Do you know what I mean? It's just not sure I can handle that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's it's a really hard, really hard sort of movie to sit and try and enjoy. Very difficult to watch. Very dark. Yeah, it's a good statement on men- mental health, though, I think, because he's trying to get help consistently throughout. Mm. Um, it's an interesting take. But, yeah. Okay, right, so so Karen's going to run. That's important. Um, is Does that pretty much sum, sum them up, sum up everyone, and we can go into like our broader strokes? Y- yeah, I, I had no... I, I... When you see Karen come down from the the crowd, she sort of she's sitting there and it looks like she's surrounded by loads of people. And then all of a sudden she just sort of steps out and she's on the court. She sort of made her way down without really having to move. I thought that was quite impressive. And I had no expectation of her saying, I'm going to run. I'm thinking, what is she saying to Whitey at this point? What's she saying? That's weird. What, what are they talking about? And I thought maybe something was going to happen. Like she had something to announce or something to tell Whitey that was quite funny or like like another prank like quite shaming of dan or something like that in in public and actually the decision was you know what i'm gonna run against him and i think that's that's gonna be great and uh, there's got to be some sort of element of mirroring somewhere you know the tension between the the two scott boys versus the tension between karen and and Dan, because it's it's each side of that relationship, and Deb's going to be like supporting the Karen side, and it's but having to pretend to be supporting the Dan side, and it's all going to be crazy bonkers. I'm really looking forward to kind of the progression of this storyline. I really want to see Keith come back. <laughs> Where's Keith? Bring back Keith. If, I, if only Karen might just bring him back just for an additional vote, you know? Yeah, come back, vote, and bugger off again, mate. Well, Crystal, what do you think of, uh, you know, the Karen versus Dan, uh, you know, mayor storyline? 
I think it's good. It's going to, you know, not give, uh, I mean, I think it's going to give Dan a run, a run for his money. And I don't, I didn't like that part where at the end where he's like, so you're really running against me. Well, it's going to be me and you against me and you against each other. And I didn't like that part where he's like, what makes you think it's going to be any different this time when, when we kind of been through the, through this before kind of thing. Yeah, that was rough. I mean, and that's the kind of, but I think that's that that sort of thing backfires for Dan because I think those are the those are the kind of things that motivate Karen. That's like fuel to get Karen going, you know, to sort of defeat him. I have to say, Karen's gone from being this sheltered or like in a shell kind of to a little bit nervous to go into the room with the the boosters because we we've already mentioned the boosters before in the episode. To, to being a bit apprehensive about, you know, burning a cheerleading outfit and didn't want Lucas to play basketball and trying to keep everything locked in and, and together and, and safe in our little bubble, go away, no one else needs to enter, to now being this kind of blooming flower of energy and just drive to beat Dan. And she is brilliant. I say it again, third, fourth episode in a row, whatever it is. Well done, Karen. This is the Karen we we want to see. Love this, Karen. Love it. Give us one, Dom. Give us one. Karen! <laughs> you have to do the head tilt. The head tilt. You've got to drop yeah, that. that's... You've got to drop the head back. I mean... That's it. it. That's if you're announcing, announcing it to the world, you know, yeah. to the heavens. you just got to get it up there. It's those Karen vibes and spreading them out there. <laughs> 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 what's funny is it started as a a thing of rage you know karen <laughs> get it yeah. together and now it's a celebration it's like a karen yes <laughs> loved you karen do do love her you're a strong confident woman that doesn't need to smoke that'd be my first pop funko just saying that was that was friends reference just random uh, yeah, well, Karen's coming. You can borrow her if you want. Um, <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> well, okay. So that, that that they're like our character journeys. Let's talk about some of the overall, you know, themes and imagery here. I mean, before we do that, Crystal, we've already asked you. You know, you've been on the podcast before, famously for the finale of season two. Great episode, really enjoyed that one with you and Tahani. We asked you then, you know, favorite TV shows and, and movies and things. Is there anything you've been watching currently? Any suggestions? What any TV shows that are you know worth a watch? Um, well, right now I'm watching a trash reality show <laughs> on Netflix. Too hot to handle. It's funny. Um, I'm glad you brought up the tv shows though because i was sad because i didn't i somehow messed up on my top five so i'm this, glad that this, i have this, another this is the opportunity let's go let's talk up firstly too hot to handle uh f watches that sometimes so you know i get it um with it we're watching love island at the moment i don't know oh. if i is love island a thing over there it shouldn't be a thing anywhere. i have a friend i have a friend who watches it she she talks about it a lot 
is I have, I have a, quite a strong opinion. One. I have quite a strong opinion about Love Island over here, uh, and I hey, feel like on, I need Dom. to. Please. Please. Wait it. one second. One okay. second. One sec. We'll get we'll, just one sec. Crystal, are we talking? Is there an American Love Island, or are you watching the British? Or is your friend watching the British Love Island? She watches all of them. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're kind of. It's probably like I mean, Dom. Correct me if I'm wrong before you go into your rant, but. Um, it's probably the most popular show here at the moment, isn't it? Like that's actually on TV, like an as a, like an everyday thing. In terms of reality trash, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> and into your rant. Um, it's caused three suicides. Uh, yes, this is true. This is true, and incredibly sad. Incredibly sad. So my wife and I, we've we've watched the show for years, and we really enjoy it. And it's true, Dom is right. There uh, is a bit. It's. I don't know if you can say the show caused it. So these, uh, I think it's two, two. It's two contestants that were on it committed suicide, and also the host. Uh, but I don't know if you can say it's related to the show. I mean, potentially you could say that. But it's around a lot of it's around social media and around people getting abuse and you know just hor- horrible treatment on social media. But then again, you could say that some of that is down to the show because of some of the nature of the show, of that sort of em- environment that it promotes. But then also, uh, there's not much aftercare from the uh, TV studio, which they have changed now. But yeah, go on, Dom. Uh, I think it's about expectation and reality. So the expectation is that they'll come away from that show because all it is is about um, pretty people who are super fit that want to sleep with each other. That's all that show is about. This is not about anything else other than that. There, there's nothing more to it. That is literally it. That's the only reason they go on this program. And and you, you know you can you can say anything you want about it, but that is essentially the basis of this program it is throwing sexy people together to have sex that is that is what they're trying to sell out of this program and the expectation is they'll come away from this show with some sort of glamour career and some sort of reality career and it will be brilliant and they're going to make lots of money off of it but actually reality then hits and they don't get that at the end of it and they don't get looked after and they do get treated like shit and it causes problems. There you go. That's all I say about it. And I'm happy for you to cut that all out if you want to. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is we watch it when it's been like the end of a very long day, and you know, you just want to put on forty-five minutes of something to not think about and just have that easy entertainment. So I get it, but I am also aware of that it's problematic and there are these issues and of course don't support those things but i do believe that they're trying to make those adjust adjustments and it is really it is really sad yeah i don't judge anyone for watching it i judge the people that that make it and troll it yeah there's that's, a lot of trolling that's, that goes that's the element it. is that the people don't need to be nasty and cruel and horrible and they are and it's it's just disgusting and the people that make it are part of that problem because they make it in such a way and they edit it together in such a way to make people look like villains and make people look 
um, bad, make people look how they aren't, you know, really acting because it's just clever editing. It's putting something together that, you know, they can throw it together any old how and make someone look. That you'll you'll watch that program and you think, oh, this guy's an, a, a dick, but in reality, he's probably like a really nice person or, or she. And but you're only seeing this negative side because that's the side they want to show. That they, and the you, difference you know, they want to keep it out. Yeah, and the difference is that we might see that, but we don't then go online and go, "Hey, look, this guy's such a dick. I hate this guy." Where a lot of there are a lot of people that do do that, and I think that so something like Big Brother, I know that was that was big in in the US at one point as well. Like that was huge here in the UK, like late nineties, early two thousands. Mm. But the difference with that then was there wasn't all this social media, internet aspect that went with it. So these people would be, would become overnight celebrities and have their fifteen minutes of fame, and then sort of you know go on and do other Fade. things. <laughs> Fade, yeah. And it was a very quick, it's like a firework. It was a quick and then done. Uh, and then they'd make some money, sell some stories in the newspaper, and that's it. But they didn't have, like, there wasn't, like, these ways for people to get at them and to mm. literally just message them directly with all the horrible things. And there's been a lot of horrible things going on, especially in this year's Love Island with uh, with racism, like a load of horrible racist abuse that's gone on. Uh, and these people are still in Love Island. They even know that these people managing their social media and that's reared its ugly head um you know semi recently with uh what happened in at the end of the euro final with uh the england players that mm-hmm. uh you know that happened and all this horror and a lot and uh, i mean social media is to blame for a lot of it for not censoring this stuff for not being have, able to have proper repercussions for racism and the horrible behavior people are able to get away with it i think that people should have to sign up with an id with a license a passport or something and you commit these crimes then you get treated the same way as if you've said it in in public because you are saying it in in a public forum just my opinion but uh it's it's the people. People feel like they have a platform and able to say this. I'm sorry, we've really gone off track, Crystal. <laughs> this wasn't even the show you were talking about. I'm sorry. Your I'm friend. So sorry. Ask your friend to listen to the last ten minutes of this. <laughs> uh, What's I, your favourite show? Sorry, just, Don. Just with the the social media thing as well is that they are completely oblivious to it because they're on this island and they have no idea what's going on in the outside world. And that's the biggest impact. That's the expectation versus reality. The expectation is they're going to leave the island and everybody's going to love them. The reality is, is that people are fucking horrible <laughs> in this world. Sometimes. Not all people, because, you know, actually everyone that's on our network, ravens or pigeons, they're lovely in our community <laughs> and they're wonderful. Uh, but when it comes to shows like this, there are some really horrible people out there and they, they, they're there when they then see that sort of vile kind of messaging come through that's what has the impact and it's almost like they need the, the build up to that and, and a gentle release of it and go actually we're not gonna allow you to look at this feed because this is what this is part of the content of it people have not reacted well to you so we'll drip feed you some bits but we, we we're gonna we're gonna block you from that and sort your life out zuckerberg you can fucking control this 
Yeah. There you go. I'm going to shut up now. You go. They you go. go, you go. They go Crystal talk. Having like, <laughs> they go from having like 500 followers. They come out and have like a million. Mm. And it's like, that's a big difference, you know? But yeah. Sorry. Crystal, what are your favorite TV shows? What did you mess up? What did you, what, what shouldn't be on the list and what is on the list? Um, well, I can't remember exactly what I said, but um, "Make It or Break It" was a show. Like it's it's kind of old. It's about gymnastics, and I I didn't forget about it, but I started watching the Olympics, and I loved the gymnastics, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Make It or Break It!" I, that's definitely one of my top five. And so it was an ABC Family show. I don't I don't think a lot of people have heard of it, but I like it. No, yeah, that's awesome. I, I haven't heard of it, but uh, I like ABC Family stuff. You know, there's there's classics on there, so that's awesome. What what else is on there? Um, I was gonna say, um, everyone is doing great. That should have been on there too. I can take off. I, ha- I have said that y'all, that y'all haven't been able to see it yet. I haven't right. seen it yet. That's J- James Lafferty, Dom. That's his new show. That we haven't watched it because we was hoping to have them on and podcast <laughs> it, and then have James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti on. But uh, you know, there's st- I still have hope. I still have hope. But if not, we might just do it anyway. Like it's only six episodes, Dom. That's that's an oh. afternoon for him. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's while I'm at work. <laughs> But we could do like, I don't know, Crystal, you'd know because you've seen it. Do you think we could do one podcast episode covering all six episodes or do you think we'd need to do six podcast episodes? I think you could do it in one. Should we do it, Don? We could just do it as a bonus. Like we just do like, you know, one episode cover. Because are they like half an hour episodes? No, I think they are like 45 minutes. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, because I'm not allowed to look up anything to do with, you, you know, One Tree Hill or these people, the the projects that they're working on now. I'm very much in the dark on this, so I have no idea what this show is about. Crystal. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one it. It's basically these two guys that were on this um, hit show, a vampire show. Kind of similar, you know, James and Steven, they were on a hit show, One Tree Hill. And then they, they, th- that contract ends or that show ends and then they have to find work, like a new show to be on or, or something. And they don't find it and they just st- struggle with life's problems after, you know, being, after being hit with fame. Oh, cool. And and is, it is gets James in loads it. of good reviews. Yes, James is in it. It's very funny, too. It's a, it's it's comedic and drama as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll, James, I'll give that a go. James wrote it with uh, Stephen Coletti, who's someone that will be in One Tree Hill at some point. Um, I won't say who or what but is 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 a character and they obviously uh they were friends in real life and so they wrote it together they produced it together i think they might have directed episodes and then they uh, like some episodes or whatever and then they star in it but i know that a few years ago they were 
that they because they self-produced it they were um doing things to fundraise for it to to like pay for it so they were doing things like live watch alongs with an of, of a one tree hill episode with them and sophia bush and lee norris and bethany joy lens or something and people would like donate to like watch it with them and uh, they were raising money and selling t-shirts and those kind of things so it was kind of like the the fans were involved in the creation of it uh, but I wasn't on social media at that point. I only got into social media. I was on Facebook and all of those things when Facebook and those things started, like in 2009. No, oh, sorry, no, like 2006. I came off in 2010, I think. So I haven't been on social media for like a decade. And then I started our Ravens podcast account and the mighty 90s on instagram about a year ago and uh instagram is incredibly addictive <laughs> it's so addictive but um but yeah but i missed all of that stuff so i i really want to watch it but yeah we should definitely just podcast it because i think that's that's cool but yes sorry crystal so that's one of your favorites uh make it or break it what else um so then one tree hill Grey's Anatomy and The Vampire Diaries. Oh, excellent. Vampire Diaries is kind of like, I guess, like everyone's doing great then. It's almost like a little bit of a, like a slight crossover, kind of. I love that they were like vampires. Like I got to see them as vampires. That was cool. <laughs> love that. And then do you, do you have another bad movie that you love? Um... I was gonna say the Lizzie McGuire movie because I like show. I watched Lizzie McGuire growing up too. So I we just had uh, Arvillo Junior who was in Lizzie McGuire. Did did you catch that one yet? I did. I heard it. I was like, oh my gosh, Mister Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was awesome. He was uh, he was he was really cool. He um he was just in like a really big commercial for a car thing i saw it on his instagram i think it's like a nationwide commercial i think if you're in like a commercial that's like nationwide in america it's like a big deal like i think that's like you get a big paycheck because i mean they you get paid for every time they play it or something most likely so. i know drake and state farm has been a big deal that's dope there you go <laughs> there you go well uh, shall we shall we talk about some of our general uh, judgments of this episode, and uh, that will allow us to go into it a little bit more uh, and talk about some of the other other points? So, I mean, Crystal, who would you say your favorite acting performer of this episode was? Uh, Danielle Harris. She she's Rachel. And right, I she came I, in strong. I... I was just going to say, I, sa- I was saying that to Dom that I thought her name was Danelle uh, Ackles, but that must be, that's her married name, right? So it's Harris at this point. Right, it's Danielle Harris Ackles. Forgot about, you know, the very <laughs> last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot what her former name, what her maiden name was. So, yeah, that's great. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, so go on. So, so her... Yeah, she came on real strong. I think she did a great job. She ruffled some feathers. She played her part really well. And I think that you're not supposed to like her at this point, so she did a good job because I didn't like her in this episode. 
Excellent. And Dom? I have to say that's a really interesting point from Chris to actually is, is you're not, I, I think she is built in such a way that you're not supposed to like her. You know, she's framed in that way that she's coming in and she's, she's stepping on Brooke's territory and, uh, you know, she's kind of pushing her way in. But actually, I really liked her as well. I thought she was she was really good. So I'm really pleased you said that because that's a that's a great point. Um, she although she deserves a really sort of honourable mention as uh, as I like to to give out. I actually think um, my favourite performer was I can't remember her name, but the lady who plays uh, Ellie. Cheryl Lee. Cheryl Lee. She has a, you know some fantastic heartfelt moments. She she has a really really good range throughout this episode from. Uh, funny, kind, caring, trying to draw in that relationship from Peyton and, and performs it really well to, um, you know, oh, I made a mistake with writing this article and not telling you that I can draw to throwing it back in her face like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, how come you can get away with doing these things and I can't? And then to right at the end, kind of that heartbreaking moment of her going for scans and just crying her eyes out and, yeah, j- just... What a fantastic range that she displayed in this episode. So, goes to her. Um, Simon, who who is your performer choice of the episode? I am going to go with... Ah, oh, it's a hard choice. Ah, oh, it's a difficult one. It's hurting me. Oh, it's hurting my face. It's hurting <laughs> my head. I'm going to say... Oh, no. Ah. Uh, <laughs> is it because you're agreeing with me that this is causing so much pain? I, I just can't decide. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thought I'm he really, really doesn't. He really doesn't want to agree with me that much that it's created some sort of aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's good. Cheryl Lee is good. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Twisted Happy. your arm. <laughs> Happy. You go with whoever you want. No, I have to make you happy or you'll leave me. That's what you keep telling me oh, in gosh. the text messages. <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> Crystal, who is your favourite character of this episode? I'm going to go with Haley because she's the only one that did not make me upset in this episode. So, like, Lucas was being pushed and pulled by Brooke. He didn't know what was going on. Um, and then Brooke and Nathan were on power trips. So, and then Peyton was, you know, stopping her feet again. So, Haley. Good choice. Yeah, I like that. That's good reasoning. Dom? This is a really difficult one for me because there's there's a like a combination that I, I really like and it's when they're together so it's going to be hard to pick one and it is Deb and Dan again um so they were like the the power hilarious couple from last week and they had such a good episode this week so I actually think um Dan tips it ever so slightly for me in this episode so I am going to pick Dan as my favorite character and what about you young man was it the sniffing of the Polaroid that did it for you? You bringing that up made it even better. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go off key here. Ooh. Mine was Gigi. Wow. 
Fair <laughs> enough. Just thought it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really turned on right now. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> this really is midnight madness. His his bobble was on four hundred on that midnight oh. madness. So, um, do you know? Can I, can I go first on this next one? Please. I'm just nervous that it, one of you is going to take it. Favorite background performer, one line or less, Simon. Well, <laughs> I am going to say the kid with the lightsaber. Course. who was in the in the cheerleader trials i knew that i knew you, and at least knew you would say it dom let me have it let me have one. Oh, please take it because i'm gonna follow up with a he's mine too <laughs> well not yet crystal who was yours favorite background um, performer i'm so glad that y'all didn't take the one that i had picked which was the uh, raymond's mascot peyton was uh assaulting the mascot yeah <laughs> Kick to the groin on the Raven mascot. <laughs> I want to know where that Raven outfit is. Like, I know it's in a. They confirmed it on Drama Queens. Actually, they said that there all of this stuff just is in a warehouse somewhere uh, in Warner Brothers, which we already knew because we did our own research through Kate Sargent or Free Ninja Fame. <laughs> but um, yeah, good choice, Dom. Lightsaber dude. He's making it for me. I want to see more of him, please. He was basically you. <laughs> what? To have a lightsaber? Like well, uh, then here's your dream because you <laughs> want one. And that's how you would have done an audition to be a cheerleader. Am I wrong? You're not wrong at all, actually. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's no need to even ask this question. But Crystal, favorite song? I like the the first one, the the cheerleader when they open up. It's called uh, TKO, total that total knockout by Le Tigre. Yeah, it's a good choice. I mean, it's not the right choice. Well, you'll hear the right choice in a minute, but that that is a good choice. Um, Dom, it's got to be play, hasn't it? With David Banner. How's it going? I want you to sing it to me. You sing it so beautifully. I don't know the song. Yes, you do. <laughs> You've sung it all the way through the episode. <laughs> That's the Yin Yang Twins. Is it? Isn't it? It's not the Yin Yang Twins. You, someone else whispers. <laughs> Are you talking about... Damn, girl, I gotta get your body wet. Bye, yeah. Bye. That's not the Yin Yang Twins. Not according to Shazam. <laughs> Fuck my life. Fuck my life. <laughs> FML. I've been out here thinking it's the Ying. I didn't think. I thought the Ying Yang twins whispered while rapping, and then that was their thing. I didn't think other people could could whisper and rap. You, you're gonna have to look this one up further. <laughs> it's beyond me. I'm afraid. I need to know who came first. You say David Banner. Who came first? David Banner or Ying Yang twins? We can't. I'm in shock. Well, yeah, that's my choice, of course. <laughs> there might be like more versions of it. I think maybe that's why we're confused. Maybe. Yeah. Wait, what what did you say it was called, Dom? 
It's just called play. Play. What's that? There's um, Yin Yang twins, right? Okay. Wait. Salt shaker. Whistle while you twerk. Any of these? <laughs> Damn, girl. The whisper song. Right. Okay. Can you hear it? Or are they whispering too much? (laughs) It's a different song. It's very similar though, isn't it? It's it's put down as Ying Yang Tin's Wait, the Whisper song. Where did you get hot pants and a tank top so quickly? They were just under my clothes the whole time. Yeah, David That's... Banner. David Banner wins it for me. <laughs> well, shout out to you, David Banner, and I apologise for thinking that the Yin Yang Twins were the only people out here that could whisper and rap because you clearly can do it. And from what I just heard there of the Yin Yang Twins on my phone, you clearly are superior. So, <laughs> to you. Oh, Crystal. What was your favourite line of this episode? Um, I don't think y'all like this line, but <laughs> the the one where Brooke was like, "I wanted you to fight for me. Uh, I wanted you to say that you'd rather be alone than without me." It's a good line. There's a good line. We we didn't like some of Brooke's uh, stuff in this episode, but that is a that is a great line. It would just. If only it was from a position where she hadn't been like manipulating him so much, but uh, but yeah, I think that's that's a great choice. Your song was also a great choice. I just thought everyone was going to choose the Yin Yang Twins, but what did I know? <laughs> <laughs> Dom, favorite line? Well, I've actually got six written down. Wow! So maybe we can we can work through this together. So. Rachel says, I'd like to thank you on behalf of the group and uh, hope we pass the audition, which was the John Lennon line. So just a shout out to that. That's not, it's, you know, it's just a nice little shout out. Um, Nathan says, don't push me, bitch. And he says it was such like zeal and just like force that it was brilliant. I know Brooke says it as well. Kind of like it's mirrored, isn't it? But when Nathan says it, it's kind of better. Um, Brooke has a couple of good moments at the, the tryouts where she's like, I love the smell of it. It's like sports bras and desperation. Uh, and she also says, this is like dance auditions for crap, the musical, <laughs> which, which is a great line. But I think it's going to have to go to Whitey. And I have two oh, lines wow. written down from Whitey. The first one is, where's Lee Harvey Oswald when we need him? Which yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to pick that one. It's actually, damn your sperm, Danny. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I had quite a few lines there. I thought this episode, in terms of lines and like funny moments and points to pick out, this was probably one of the best episodes. And I don't think we've put enough em- emphasis into this being the fiftieth episode as well. Fifth, it's, it's a nice round number. It's a good target number, and I'm glad we've made it. Simon, what was your favourite line of the fiftieth episode of One Tree Hill? 
Well, apart from the fact that you just said all of the best lines, so it was <laughs> always going to be one of those ones, you inconsiderate bastard. But um, <laughs> I love it. We can just talk so real. Uh, no, it was the same. It was the damn you're spent. But I, I was very close to wanting to say, uh, this is really turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> because she had to have uh, like a an out there state like sentence for the one thing she was gonna say so uh i mean she could have uh, did she say anything else i think she just like she she could have been a background performer one line or less but i think (laughs) you know it's too right because that was her only line but but yeah no i go with uh the whitey line i just wanted to touch on john nordstrom the the composer you can really hear his music coming in in this episode and dom you'll get to know as we go through but that is a quintessential john nordstrom one tree hill sound like when i hear those like connecting like melodies between scenes it's like so one tree hill just like crystal do you, you know what i'm saying you you feel in the john nordstrom vibes i was actually gonna message you or I was thinking about it. Um, so well, sometimes I'll watch One True Hill while I work, but not really watch it. I just have it playing in the background, probably similar to what you do when you walk the dog. Um, so I watched season one and two, and I was just like, you know, which working. And then I started season three the other day, and, like, I feel myself, like, you know, actually, like, hearing the music and, like, you know, dancing and kind of thing. You know, like, oh, yeah, it's a good song. So I had definitely definitely noticed the the change in the music between season two and season three i love that yeah i love that there's this this heightened sense of of it now whenever it's going to play like anyone who kind of listens to us and and what listens to you and has listened to that podcast simon will you know pick it out now and we'll think about it and yeah every time any any bit of music plays now there isn't a you know, piece of popular music or, you know, a song from a, a different artist where it's not Gavin the Bloody Graw. It's, um, <laughs> it, I, I'm kind of thinking exactly the same as Crystal. Like, oh, okay, I'm really like paying attention to the music now. And it's so good that you've kind of highlighted that for everyone. Uh, and I, I very much appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So someone messaged yesterday actually saying they just listened to it and they were saying like, it's great that he's getting some notoriety like John Nordstrom is. Um, so it'd be cool if he should I could be he deserves to go on drama queens at some point you know it'd be cool for him to get on you know that platform um so i'm sure they'll probably do it he made it well, to the big time coming to us first anyway so facts, facts. <laughs> crystal's nodding we're all, just for context <laughs> we're on a net we're on a network crystal we're 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 and we've been offered a deal to be on a podcast network we've got a contract and we're we decided we're going to sign really can you elaborate more Do you, can you <laughs> disclose any details uh it just it means uh we'll we'll start advertising uh we'll have commercials and things for brands um but yeah we're super humbled by it so yes. we don't, we spoke about it earlier in this episode, but uh, I'm just saying if Dom's saying you know he's hit the big time, maybe he has, maybe. 
But that also means oh. like you know you like next time you come on in uh in season four we'll be talking and part way through we'll just have to say okay we're just going to go to commercial <laughs> <laughs> oh congratulations that sounds that sounds good oh thank you very much yeah we're we're very excited it's all it's all very very early days but yeah sounds sounds all very exciting and and great fun and that's and that's that's partly thanks to you, you know, for bit for supporting us and being involved and you know being on the podcast. So uh, you know, we we thank you and and all the other ravens because uh, yeah, I mean, I, we never thought we'd even get to a point where we'd have anybody listening, <laughs> you know, and then to have you know ravens and people you know that we love like you that we get to talk to and enjoy, uh, you know, this is all the blessing and so so much fun so we appreciate you but crystal we need to have i missed any i haven't missed any have i no uh well then we need to discuss the precious precious rating Uh oh does everybody have what well, crystal do you have a number in your head i do did it increase or decrease or stay the same during the course of our conversation tonight? I have to be honest. I just barely thought of it right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> how we do things here. <laughs> but you've, you've got one. You've got one I've in your head. Excellent. Dom, same questions. I've had my number since the watch along last Wednesday. Wow. And it hasn't changed. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you? Jesus. I was time. getting there. Give me a chance. <laughs> Simon, did you have a number? <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Thank you for asking. Uh, yes, and yes, it has remained the same. Oh, when did you have your number? Uh, I I did a crystal to be real. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought of it right now, <laughs> but I'm happy with it. I, I try not to really think of it until we've had the conversation, really. Um, but yeah, okay. So shall we, we'll go on three. Absolutely. One, two, three, nine. Ten. Oh, I went ten again, and you went nine. What's wrong with you people? How good does this show get if you're giving these episodes nines? Come on. Dan so good. took Deb's toothbrush so and shoved it in a dog's ass. This is a 10. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled the Polaroid. It's a 10. Smelling that Polaroid. Well, Crystal, can Dom convince you to a 10? Or do you want to try and convince him to a 9? I can go to a 10 for sure. I just didn't think it was going to go that high, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, there are better episodes in my opinion out there, but I'm happy to go to a 10. So what about you? I'm, I'm pleased you've come up to a 10 and we are going to go to Simon, but there's, I've got reasons as to why it's a 10, but Simon, will I you be willing? No, I want to say, would you be willing to join us at a 10 or do you want me to, to explain why it's a 10? I mean, both. I mean, hell yeah, of course I'm willing to go to a 10. Gosh, I mean, uh, but I also would, yeah, I'd like to hear your reasoning. So we discussed this last week in that I don't know what's coming 
I can only predict or like guess what's going to happen. And sometimes I'm very wrong and sometimes I'm, you know, occasionally hit the nail on the head. So these episodes, I have to take them on first watch value. And if if something is like a 10 for me, but not necessarily for you guys, because you know what's coming, it's kind of I'm in that different world. So when I pick a higher number than you guys, I'm always so surprised. And then I think, oh, my God, like what is coming that is going to be so good? That's going to be great. And I worry that when we get to those numbers, I'm like, oh, it's a four. Um, but I'm sure that won't <laughs> be the case because the the last episode was definitely a 10. And in my eyes, this surpassed it just a little bit and was that little bit better so it's got to be at 10 as well it was such a fun episode it was really really good there were some really great performances as well loved it i thought it was brilliant so definitely a 10 in my eyes that's a that's a great way to round off this episode crystal it's a pleasure as always we love having you on the podcast we said to you on the watch along last week but uh it's really stuck and resonated in my head with uh and and doms as well i think with you know one tree hill being a guide like i love that uh it's so good and like i feel i'm with you i feel you and yeah we appreciate you and look forward to you know we're seeing you obviously all the time on the watch longs but to speaking to you again next season as well likewise i'm counting the days already thank you for all that y'all do as well i really appreciate y'all doing this you know what's your health my favorite show it's number Thank one you. on that list it's it's always great having you on the podcast crystal and you always have again great like insights or something something that you say that always sort of sticks in my mind and and like simon said the the fact that you use it as a as a guy or used to use it as a guide is is you know i find that really quite heartwarming and it's it's such a nice way to think about this this program and that it it's helped you through elements of of growing up and and becoming the person that you've become today which is super lovely wonderful so yeah thank you for joining us but before we go anywhere we've got a ravens on free crystal do you have an an accent you just want to go regular or you have one in mind what are you saying just regular Unless y'all, I mean, unless, I mean, I like um, Spanish, Mexican, because, you know, that's my race. And, and, and Dom is of Spanish heritage. uh, And I, I have, I have no heritage. I am boring and bland. I want you to do the count. (laughs) I want you to do the count. You have to do the count. That's the point. It's like, can't. Exactly. (laughs) It's exactly why you should. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't know if I, I can. I can go to free in Spanish. We learn French here. What? What's? What's? Wait, wait. I do know. I just wait. Tres dos. No. Uno yeah. dos tres. There you go. Oh, uno dos. Oh no. You could. You could do it in English. You just do it with a Mexican accent. I'm not forcing you to do it in Spanish. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Crystal, give him, give him, can you, Crystal, can you do like a bit of a more Mexican accent? Have you got any family that got really deep Mexican accent? Can you put on a little Not really. <laughs> but I mean, I can speak Spanish really well. <laughs> can you, can you hit, hit me with some Spanish so I can just hear it, please? 
Mira, en, 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 necesitas contar uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Un, dos, catos. Uno, dos, tres. Really? <laughs> I think I became like the like the vampire from Sesame Street. You're like the least Hispanic person possible doing the most Hispanic thing. <laughs> on this on, in, in this frame here, <laughs> we have Garcia, which is my surname. It's a crystal surname, which I won't you, you know blurt out. Is a, a very sort of Latin surname, and then yours. <laughs> <laughs> How very English. Jackson Turner. Hello, Mr. Jackson Turner. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs>